0: Podcast intro. Okay, so cue the music. The intro is coming in. Podcast. 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 Cue the music. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you know. All right. Welcome back to the Pineapple Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And I'm Josh. All right. We're here to talk about anything from music just to life to restaurants to movies, anything. Awesome. Mm. All right. So basically, start off, I think we should get to know each other a little better. You know, first episodes behind us, but, uh, you know, now's time to kind of ask some questions to each other and
0: let's get personal
1: let's get let's get personal (laughs) so uh i guess i want to start with dave
0: all right so i i'm on the spot yeah i know some of this but uh do you what do you really
1: when you started what made you want to start pineapple that's what i want to know well
0: that's deep
1: what do you mean yeah what made you want to have a studio as opposed to play trombone or the
0: sexy phone. Oh, yeah. The sexy phone. Well, first off, I never played the sexy phone, so there's that. <laughs> Not, <laughs> yet. Um, Not yet. Um, but um, I just really, really, <coughs> actually, I really, really, really enjoyed music. Um, I'm good musically, but I'm I never quite achieved. Uh, that level of musicianship in terms of playing an instrument but i found i had a knack for i had an ear for it and really enjoyed the tech side of things and that was that was my way to or has been my way to contribute to music in general for other people and uh yeah i just i just i like it i I like like being involved in the process of making it the creative side of things all all of that working with artists working with artists being yeah just being part of the process and then and then having being able to bring like that tech element into it and uh and help people make their music better that's i just that inspires me to kind of keep going with it and that's did you,
2: did you play anything like when you kind of first got started or no
0: uh i was a trombone player all the way through high school and then i went to college uh as a trombone performance major um for a little bit and then uh yeah and then i ducked out of that and got into trades for a little bit that kind of thing and uh then i put the two together and and started doing the 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 trade tech kind of side of things for uh, for music, nuts. Yeah. yeah, that's cool.
2: Were you always like even through the times of trombone? Were you doing any recording kind of stuff like that? Uh, that no, time? no, no, no.
3: Not no, even like no. a mixtape with like a cassette tape off the radio. Ooh. Like, did you ever experiment Oops. with recording as a kid?
0: Uh, You're I feeling, did... the pressure, I'm feeling the pressure, guys. Feeling the pressure. I'm sweating. Don't ask so me any questions. <laughs> 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 no, the um uh I, I actually uh, recorded like a song once. As a, uh, application for, to get into, it's like for my, for my college, uh. Like audition? Yeah, that kind of thing. And then, and then submitted for a couple, uh, scholarships. had yeah, to like put in a recording of review plan, like an etude. What did you something. play? Do you remember? Like yeah i have no idea sound it over. some, yeah, yeah. some <laughs> something in some key by so and so i don't know one of those ones it's like a book full of them it's like blah 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 in b flat <laughs> but yeah uh that's that's that was that was as far as my recording experience ever went yeah up until then and then uh yeah and then i got into the the wonderful world of logic logic that was a down the rabbit hole.
2: What was your first setup like that you used to start recording?
0: Uh, oh, I had an iMac the, one of the the multicolored screen ones? That no, no. No, the the oh, the, the metal off. the metal screen stands but the the ones that were like probably about an inch and a half or 2 inches thick before they went super flat. Um, and uh, I got Logic 9 I think it was nine, when it was still, like, a a 12-disc, like, it's like, it's like buying Lord of the Rings Extended Edition yeah. with, like, it's like, this is gonna take four days to install on it for DVDs, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was my first, and then, uh, uh, my wife Rosalind actually got me, uh, a Apogee Duet for Christmas. Nice. Um, because... Cause I got some KRK monitors, and then I realized I can't plug them into <laughs> my computer. I'm like, I need something here. Shit. So yeah, that was that was my first little setup, and. Uh, sure, led from grown. There. That's for sure. I, yeah, I had no idea how to use it, and I was like, well, I I think I, I think I gotta go have somebody teach me. So I enrolled, got learning.
2: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, this is gonna take way too long by myself. Yeah. I'm like. Yes, it was days before I learned how to load up an instrument <laughs> like like care, so I have logic now, I'm like how do I get sounds coming out? Not that, not that took forever. <laughs> that's funny, come a long ways, yeah,, yeah <laughs>
1: oh no, sure's been handy for me,
0: yeah, taught to you a few things. all the knowledge, taught you a few it's yeah. uh. But you got you you bring you bring lots to the table and yeah. teaching me stuff too. Yeah, I'm on a different side, but it's nice to have like the
1: oh, actually, this is what it's actually supposed to be, and then you can break the rules after you know, right? Yeah, exactly. That's There's, cool. So and this isn't the like this is the third iteration of the studio, right? Technically.
0: Uh, I would say the second. We're at like it's like this like two point five. Two point five well I wouldn't call my first setup a studio that was just that was just I had a computer with some monitors plugged into it and playing around and then um, set up a little studio in the um, in the basement at uh, our last house and then uh, when I outgrew that built this one so this is number two but then brought in the walls and did some gear upgrades and stuff like that. But this is... This is like... Uh, yeah, the little, little, little things. Little things. Yeah. Model D. <laughs> yeah,
1: little upgrades. That awesome. must have been like bringing that thing in here. Uh, the movers.
0: Yeah, but like how did they get
1: it in here? They take the leg... It's nine,
0: it's nine feet little, long. Legs off and up on its side and and they go really fast with it. Like... Like whoa! Like don't worry, we do this all the time. They're like wow, wow, wow! Like wow! They like, can't see it, and it's all done. They walk That's away. That's crazy. How many pianos so can
3: two guys move in a day? We do this all
0: the time. Or even like, a year. Yeah. 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 What are they right. I don't know. I don't know how many <laughs> nine foot pianos are out there that are <laughs> even available to move. But,
3: don't worry about it. We got this, man. Uh,
0: we're all there. Yeah. Oh well, it's just our third Model D today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: How about you, man? How did you get started? Um. Well, I started. I guess in like elementary school, we had like choir, so I remember I started like singing, doing that, or you mean recording? No, go for it. just oh. musical. Like just your career in music. Yeah, I started. Uh, you know, we started doing doing that, and I remember realizing like to sing, and then uh, from there it went to like you know picking up guitar and and doing that, and then I, my stepdad had a a Tascam four track tape recorder, and I remember just figuring that like by trial and error, just be like okay, so record one track and then you can add on top and add another one and then mix those down because you've only got four to work with and then you got three more and then mix that down and then figuring out that you can't just take that tape out and then give it away because you sound like a chipmunk and then i'd like luckily he had like a stereo beside it so i figured like okay maybe if i send it out and i don't even know how i figured that out actually because i was pretty young um but that was like the very first first time recording and then me and josh uh when we were in that adamant band we went to uh tom lee and we got quoted out to get this like it's like a roland vs 18 and it's like one of those self-contained recording units 18 tracks
0: it was like a Tascam or something like that it's or those ra- one, radars right? i think
2: we had the uh, i think that was one of the first ones that i recorded was a 12 i think a vs like a there's the, a version of it at least right? when you said it all it just dawned on me that yes that was one of the first ones besides recording to like you know when you could like when i was a little kid like a little ghetto blaster you could kind of record into and then you could play it and record to yourself kind of plan like or fisher something. price one something like that right? yeah 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 but besides that yeah you're right that just, that just dawned on me that i think actually i i think i saw it in the studio uh just the other day still sitting there and i was like what is that and i completely forgot and it was so difficult to use
1: yes oh totally yeah not very like, user-friendly really at all. difficult to like really
2: difficult to use
1: it's crazy how far it's all come now yeah. like, especially from <laughs> even being on the record on a laptop before and, and and edit and get in there like now it's like I feel like things just happen easier like part of it's also growing and learning more but <coughs> now it's like you can just line stuff up and chop and crossfade and like stuff just works easier you know it's almost it's
0: almost too easy that that people are just like you just kind of go ah whatever, fix it like like in post. rather than just like it's it's this is going to tape and if we, we just have to record it right because cutting the tape is way too difficult to do so it'd just be easier to record it again and make sure it's perfect and yeah now now everybody's ah we'll get that later well it's Fix crazy
1: it how much like we were quoted i think it was like six grand back then to do that we're all we're just out of high school right and so we're just like oh maybe we'll just get the unit and then kind of go from there and we had like headphones and a pa system and uh from that what did we go to josh we did the digio two, i think
3: i think that is correct we uh did a recording session at a studio we were the uh the first band to go through the studio and we didn't know better at all but like we get to the studio so get this matt and they don't have monitors for their mixing setup. <laughs> and they're like, "Guys, you got to rent these monitors so the studio can, you know, do your stuff. It's pretty standard." And we're like, I love it. and now it's we're older. Standard? Like, well, the- cuz they're like, <laughs> "Well, what what are we going to listen to? We need the monitors. You, you got to pay for the monitors. Rent them or whatever." And it's like, "How did this studio, it was like so new. They didn't have the monitors yet." And we were like, "Yeah, okay. It's cost this much on the recording fees." Yeah. Sure. Just
1: a new band like, "Oh,
3: in a studio? Like,
1: sweet."
2: wow you know what's interesting though is that like hearing those stories is um is interesting because my daughter and i were talking about like she's seven and so i was just you know mentioning to her like the advancement in skateboarding i loved skateboarding as a kid and still love skateboarding um everything hurts way more now than it ever did um But it's interesting because I would, I would look when I was, when I was young growing up, I remember like watching it on like VHS. And like, as we were talking about earlier, that's where I found out about like DJ Hurricane and like all these like Tribe Called Quest and like all these bands that I just like fell in love with. Um, And it was on these, on these VHS tapes. But I would like to watch a pro, you would actually have to quickly like, (gasps) you're stopping watching what they're doing. And it was so quick that I didn't know what they were doing. But now you can slow-mo, like YouTube, you're going through and you can analyze Super absolutely slow. everything. And I even know, like for me, like, you know, when I had a chance a few years back to record, like my very first, like, you know, it, it was always something I wanted to do was um, to, to write my own album, to perform every, like all the instruments, um, to mix it, to do the whole thing. And it was a ton of fun. It was a lot of hard work. And my, you know, my assistant that was always there with me was YouTube. Always. Right. Like I had like, you know, like, yes, guys in the band, like Andy, our bass player, he's phenomenal. Like he went to school for it. He knew like he knows the ins and outs. And so when I was struggling with why did this like he, of course, was the quick, easy reference. But when I was too embarrassed to ask. Like I would just go on. I was like, somebody else' has had to have had this happen to them, and they would go on and, oh, that's why you do this, and oh, this is why you don't record with all the vocal effects on it. You put them on later. And like, yeah. you know, all they're like, oh, like or oh, you need to you know, bring this down to a submix. And like like there was all these things that I learned that I learned over YouTube, and YouTube was such an educational way for me to to take schooling in it that I became very I felt confident in it. and then it became fun. Um, and it's interesting though, because, like, there were people that would like i remember telling people yeah i did this and they're like oh how how long did you go to school for i was like oh i didn't i just learned like oh so you're just like kind of faking it then i'm like yeah um well okay well i did the whole album. <laughs> can it be in
3: between those two options can so i, I know I and mean, then i'd be like
2: instantly like so maybe i didn't do that right and like yet in the end it's so funny because like there's so many ways that we can get to a final product which is a song being recorded and finished and some are going to have, like, you know, it's interesting, like, I remember listening to a submix, like, one time when we we got a rough mix done, and I was listening to it, and it sounded so good in the studio. And then I went home and listened to it on my, like, what I always listen to it like, my AirPods, or, like, you know, headphones or something. I was like, this sounds like garbage. And yet I knew that majority of people are going to be listening on headphones. So then we had to rethink the whole thing of what the mix, like, what where things needed to sit, because it sounded so good on these amazing speakers. Yeah, But that's not the world we don't all sit back no. like i mean i had an uncle in switzerland who had these like just incredibly expensive music you got to listen to this and i was like you're the you're one in a gajillion that has these you know mm-hmm. the price of a car speakers to sit down and so you to analyze every little thing but most people don't care and it's interesting because when you then like for my daughter she just is used to hopping on like when she wants to learn anything she hops on youtube and it's like there is going to be a tutorial um that to me is like such an amazing tool, but at the same time, that's why I get excited about having this opportunity to be able to utilize and share the knowledge and this stuff. Like even all your scripts and the things that you did, there's someone else because I remember sitting there oh, yeah. with all sorts of things as well, being like, What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> and and fibbing my way through it. Yeah. And luckily and some of the things just never worked. So I'd have to end up dropping it. Well, what if there was a genius idea that didn't work just because I was I just couldn't find the answer.
3: The technical side of it it, wasn't the artistic side of it.
2: Totally. So that's where I think that, like, you know, when you share, like, how you got into it, because I've always been fascinated, too, that, like, my assumption, because I remember meeting, like, engineers and producers and being like, wait, you're not, you don't really even play an instrument? But they had such a good ear for music. I was like, man, because that was their instrument. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it was so neat to me to hear. That's why I was curious. Well, like, so what did you play? Like, even trombone, like... And you're like, yeah, I went into this, and then I did this, and I went to here, and you can see how your path went. And when you, when you get a chance to, um, to hear where your path went, it just kind of like gives freedom. So whoever's watching knows, like, oh, cool. Like, I don't play an instrument. I guess I can't, you know, record music. It's like, no. That's what I was excited to hear. Like, you can be,
0: you can be a musician up here, even if you don't have the chops for it. That's like, so honestly, cool. It's a, that's a whole, that's a whole thing in itself, right? Yeah, but like, so. name
2: name a sport where you can be an amazing like athlete when you don't have the athletics. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ain't it's happening. True, It's true. That's interesting, right? <laughs> right, like that's—it's so cool. Intimate. But but they but you have you have you have sports casters and you have coaches and you have all those kind of things and those the guys those guys, guys. just because just because a guy can't throw like a quarterback doesn't mean he's oh, not an asset to the game, right? Let's There's... cut this
2: part out because I liked my line.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's a good <laughs> point. <laughs> that's a had? really good point.
1: <laughs> very very <laughs> astute observation. Yeah. Oh, Too Chet. That's
0: awesome. Uh,
1: yeah, you're right, I sure. <laughs> that's hilarious though. One thing um I actually I was trying to remember the name of her but she was uh, she's a musician who licenses a lot of songs for like movies and stuff and and she was doing a podcast and I she was basically saying something that I've thought about before where Like, she doesn't listen to a lot of music. Like, she's a musician, and she doesn't, like, she really doesn't listen to a lot of music. She listens to podcasts. And and I remember there's times throughout my life where I've been, like, like, I'd listen to the same thing just over and over. Like, there's a year where I only listen to Coheed and Cambria or Tool, or I'd, like, stick to the one band, and then that's it. Or or I just wouldn't listen to a lot of music for a while. I'd still be, like, enjoying writing it, right? And I remember feeling kind of weird about that. Like, oh, is that... Like is there something wrong with me and then when i heard her say it too i was just like oh okay and she she put it to um kind of like uh, like i used to mount tvs and my hdmi wire at home was exposed out of the wall because i was like oh, i do this all day i don't want to go home and do it right so that's what she said she's like sometimes like when you listen and i know it's almost like a bit of a curse when you're listening you're like you're not listening you're kind of like oh i can make something like that or oh, I, I wonder how they did that and i find myself always doing that and i hear like, as I've g- grown musically, I remember how I used to listen to music when I was a kid. Yeah. And I miss a bit of that because I didn't have that, like, when I was really young. Like, I heard songs a different way, and now when I hear them, I'm like, oh, that sounds completely different. I hear different things about it, and sometimes it's, it's nice because I'm like, oh, I can kind of grow from it. But then sometimes it's, like, distracting.
0: I miss the ignorant bliss of just enjoying music for music. I, I yeah. just I can't anymore. I can't. I can't. I can't go to a show. I can't listen to the radio without. I can't. I can't. There's, can't there's off, no man. aspect of my life where music doesn't pop up where I'm not like over analyzing it. And I'm not. I never just sit there and like enjoy something. I'll go to the show and be like, hmm, this room sounds this way, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I, I obsessively do it too. It's like, it's like a problem. My friends, my <laughs> friends tell me to <laughs> shut up all the time. They're that. like, they're like, they're like
1: just shut up dave that's like, it's... funny <laughs> it's like oh what so that's like that's a curse what about the dj curse of like can't listen to more than like a minute of a song like you start it and like, i that i, I have okay, that next curse. <laughs> i know i
2: know in my family like crazy
1: if i'm not feeling it yeah
2: it's it's like it's switching through okay so when you were talking though like with music and stuff like that it is there a song like is there a song you can think of, of that right now that you know, it brings you back to a place or a moment as soon as you think of the song.
1: It's a lot of, it's actually a video game music called Final Fantasy VII. Anytime I hear something awesome. from that, it just makes me like. I You're feel, right back? I'm just like, oh, it reminds me of being in like my dad's rec room as a kid, oh, just playing cool. until like five in the morning. We'd be going upstairs to go to bed, he'd be coming down from work, be like, all right, good night, dad. And, uh, just like the story and like the, the time of my life. And it was all we were doing is playing games and yeah. hanging out with friends. And yeah. we'd have like two TVs side by side, both playing the game. <laughs> like Josh. Josh, we actually, he, that's how we, we met. And, or not how we met, but when we first hang out, he came over to watch me play Final Fantasy 7. He was using me. Super N-
3: I had <laughs> Super Nintendo. I, we didn't have a PlayStation in my house. Oh, I love it. And it was a great <laughs> game. And he was around the corner. Yeah. And you can't, it's not like I was playing one sitting. I'm like, oh, that looked cool. I don't need closure. Let's yeah, was fine. I don't it's like know going what to happened watch next. a movie.
1: It, it really was. Like, wow. Josh <laughs> is the best to play games with because he's totally cool. Like and watching. the worst and the worst actually super annoying because he'd be like, "Did you check that? Go, uh, go around that corner. Go check that chest. Like, yeah. oh, you didn't get that chest. I'm like, I'm done with this room. <laughs> we're going. <laughs> we're You're moving a lot of good stuff. It's funny, man. I like I I was
2: I was that guy that would watch my friends. Like we'd we'd all come hang out at stuff. Like when I was a kid, when we were kids. And I remember watching him, and I was totally fine watching, but I always, and even now I realize I still play games like this now because my brother-in-law, like he, um, he's amazing at video games as well. And I would watch him, and, I, and I'd go to play, and I was like, oh, he can't jump that far. And he's like, you know, it's not like we're not following the rules of life. Yeah. Because I'd be like, oh, no, that's way too far. That's a 12-foot jump. He can't he make a 12-foot jump, right? <laughs> like, and, yeah. I like, and so I'd just be like, well, that's it. That's it. I don't like I guess Mario. the game's over. You can't make it 12 <laughs> He's like, actually, you can jump like 20 feet. Like. But, no, I was just thinking about like what you said. Like First of all, like there's lots of songs that bring me back to places, and I think that's one thing that makes music so special is Definitely. how it can take me back. Like besides, which,
0: which one's for you?
2: So the first one I think of right away is, is a song I actually wrote, Shadows of the Moon, but it be, it's because I wrote it with my daughter. Yep. And it was one of the first ones that was like, I was super proud of the song. It was very technical, but it also just had this gorgeous melody. Um, it's, and it's I wrote great. and I wrote it with her so that's one but actually the one that it's weird because when you were talking and you were sharing like um, just now actually the song that popped in my head was uh, Find My Way by Nine Inch Nails um, and it's interesting I was obsessed with that album when we were in Japan the first time and I remember uh, my daughter had just been born um, and I remember just crying on this train we are going to Tokyo and that song was and it was just there, the way that it, it's just it's so beautifully written so well written I love Nine Inch Nails and I was just like, I really wish I'd have written that. Like, you know, you get that? You, there's a song, you're like,
1: oh, right. fuck, I just I I wish that. I'd have written that. I totally like, get that. It's just <laughs> so
2: good, and it just deeply impacted me. And it's one of those things that I think that, like, that's one thing I love about music. And I love, because I actually think one of the things that we want to talk about today, but I love that you brought up that what brings you back was actually a video game. Because I think that is, like, phenomenal. That, that was, like, how many years ago for you? Yeah. But today... Two of the most, and this is one thing. Like, actually, let's. I wanted to hear what you, if you had a song first because I can go into that. But uh,
0: I, I can't think of what the actual song title is called, but there's two albums specifically. Uh, that's uh, oh, uh, Offspring. Um, oh, what's the what's the Smash, Smash? Smash to keep me separated on it keep them separate. yeah especially that song actually yeah um oh, that's, that's great for that playing. one that one brings you back that one COVID and song, then eh? um <laughs> um that's awesome the sublime self-titled uh with the, the really fast one down miss with the sun oh yeah, yeah. that song uh those two oh, I forgot about that. but uh my brother is 14 years older than me so so he got I, like i'd he'd buy new cds and he'd throw them in the car and he's driving around and i was like that's like really little and he's like like, wow, like you got introduced like to that. some good stuff Anyways, though, at so that age. I was like, I'm like, oh And he's like, don't, don't say mom, don't yeah. tell mom and dad, don't tell. Mom. Of course, I go back and say all these words. Yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. like, like at that age, getting to listen to stuff like that, and like he was showing me, he was showing me like all these crazy, like like parental advisory yeah, yeah. albums that I would never normally listen. That's to at the that best. Age. It so. made the
2: album. That was an indicator.
1: <laughs> That you were like oh this is gonna be good this is gonna be a good oh, one this yeah, gonna be right yeah. <laughs> the forbidden fruit <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, that's the best thing like my older brother Corey, he had so many cds and like you get to hear all the stuff that you'd never be exposed to right because like probably back then i was like z 95 or something like that right? yeah
2: i had a friend uh harry who was older than all of us and he was like um kind of i mean i was always the younger one amongst them and they were all in the bands and i idolized them and i looked up to them and it was just like and i feel very very blessed that i was able to be introduced to those guys and yeah he was always like check out this album and check out this and he'd always be bringing and like uh, much like we were talking about earlier like how you know i would be listening to like any sort of skate video or whatever it was and i'd be like who is this like and i'd be introduced to all this music and then years later you're still in love with the song but it brings you right back to like those times and that's one thing that I love about music is totally. that it's able to bring you back to those places
1: and it makes you feel things yeah. like, uh, I don't know if you guys ever played games listening to albums like for me oh, yeah. I used to play Super Mario 64 while listening to No Doubt Tragic Kingdom so like so many of the levels <laughs> like like the sand level yourself did you have to sync them up? I didn't even have to do it; it just happened to like. There's <laughs> certain circles that remind you. Okay, play it again. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, me and Josh used to play this fighting game called Project Justice on Dreamcast,
0: and we'd listen to Schism by Tool. This on loose. Oh, Dreamcast, yeah, yeah. Oh, Dreamcast <laughs> was a treat. i I I missed that boat. Really? I, I totally missed that boat. It was a fast
3: s- boat. boat. It wasn't built very well, but man, did we have fun. There's a lot of
0: pirating. It was, it was fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Josh, so, Josh, how about Josh? How about you for? for
3: for stuff song. Just generic stuff. Song that
0: pops out. Oh and, and what's your background? We <laughs>
3: I know we don't want to skip them. We yeah. can't oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with just sitting back and listening and well we but, but we, I got a lot we so. want to hear this. So well, let me start at the beginning. <laughs> so uh, so unlike I think so Dave do you have a musical like parental figure of some kind? Yes. Okay, so Matt does. Tyler does. I don't know if Matt or even knows this but my dad is actually deaf. So growing up, music for my family, for him, it was like, I wanted to play piano so bad. And he's like, only if you play soccer, you know, like <laughs> the opposite. It wasn't like I really wanted to take piano lessons. I don't the know. The only how.
2: soccer player playing with a piano attached to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Like a little guitar. Yeah. So uh, similar also actually to Matt, like in church, uh, singing in the choir, like musical stuff. From getting be, getting exposed that way, and then took piano lessons as a kid, I threw up before every recital, just that's the way I was. <laughs> and my parents would be like, okay, he's fine, he's going to get he's up. He's so
2: gifted.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> pews on command.
3: <laughs> Feel better, go up, play the stuff. And then we moved from Edmonton to BC, which is the, the stories of how we met Tyler eventually. And, um, I was in cadets growing up and rather than doing all the fly, air, or air, army? air, air, the, the best one. <laughs> I was one in air cadets I, too. Good. <laughs> cadets. Whew, that could have been an awkward day. <laughs> uh, so, but I did the one weird thing that an air cadet did and I was joined the bagpipe band because there's typically a brass band in, mm-hmm. uh, the air cadet program. The mm-hmm. army cadet program was the one with the, uh, more highland kind of stuff. The more the bagpiping. So I'd be like the one air cadet kid who get, shipped off to the army cadet camps to like play bagpipes <laughs> so I learned a lot about Celtic music and bagpiping and eventually got really into it I've got some friends who are like at the top of the level like CD quality giving professional Holy performances God. I'd love to have them on the show sometimes Tyler knows uh, Zephin. Zephan he's awesome yeah uh,
0: you, are they in the SFU pipe band
3: one of them yes yeah. and other ones in different places actually the guys who run the SFU pipe band their kids went to my high school and they make bagpipes professionally now. And Ooh, like, that's crazy. Yeah, Lee bagpipes. And these are like, the, he's considered probably the, like the father figure of the family, Jack Lee. Uh, gold medal winning like the top awards around the world. And considered like one of the best bagpipers probably of the modern times. Do you still play it all? No, he, he, because I don't have a place to practice them in my apartment.
1: Josh was one of the top Canadian bagpipes, bagpipes in uh, Canada. Hence. For the cadets, For just for cadets.
3: <laughs> That's unbelievable. After That's that. crazy. That is so cool. And it is a pretty cool thing. So you can get these like smaller bagpipes called shuttle pipes that are more indoor and, and you can play them with other instruments. Like a bagpipe is like one volume. You know, like it's loud.
0: Oh, they're 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 basically the like the the bagpipe without the bag, essentially.
3: There's a bellows <laughs> no, it's blown true. one. The shuttle pipe's. That's actually the technical definition right there. <laughs> they still have a bag. They, you just, okay. You don't have to blow with some of them, They have like a bellows, practice, like
0: practice pipes or whatever. Oh those yeah, little... those are
3: chanters, but oh, okay. you can't really play those without circular breathing, which I don't want to do. Yeah. I don't like it. I, I it's, it confuses I mean, me. No I'm bad at, at, right it. Right that's that's
0: right at it. That's breathing that's in while you're still playing. So you. He's here, that, So you're that's So, you're, so you're, crazy. Yeah. It's it's you It's yeah. impossible. That's a. That's Isn't that like
2: what mermaids do? Yeah. They're like
3: mystical Celtic mermaids, which I think would be called oh, there's a name for that, like a selkie.
1: Can wow. you still do it, Josh? Your neck thing? Oh yeah. Oh, you can't see it with the. He the does stuff like on. he can literally go, like, come out like a frog. What? Yeah. Because
3: the story behind that was there's this old man at bagpipe camp being like, if you blow with your cheeks too much, they're gonna droop. You don't want droopy cheeks, and I was like, I don't want droopy cheeks. So I just blew out of my neck. Oh my goodness! I love that story. <laughs>
1: this yeah. is a big now, frog. goes wrong with the fear of God of droopy cheeks. <laughs> no yeah. yeah, you'll poke your eye out.
2: We <laughs> had a. I gro- um Where we live now, we had this neighbor, and he. Has passed away now but it was the most amazing thing because we live in acreage and he was buried the bagpiper and so he would come out and he had this gorgeous white beard and he wasn't good <laughs> <laughs> but he it was awesome because it lit up or like we all have it. like it's beautiful and it was so much fun to just have more like oh Barry's out like it was this cool like i don't know like it just set the tone for and when he passed away like i remember he just was. it was just awesome we really really even now like he just he I mean, when do you get that in yeah. your neighborhood, right? Where it's like, you just like, there was just this cool, he'd come out and he just, you could tell he loved it and he would just play his bagpipes in the backyard and Barry the bagpiper was out and we loved it. We'd just be outside skateboarding on the street, doing whatever. And there's Barry yeah. playing. And it was so neat because it wasn't like it was absurdly loud. It was just in the background, like this cool, like. He must've been far away. He was. Yeah. That's it was, why it wasn't that loud. It was really cool.
4: <laughs> That's
3: crazy.
2: Yeah, Barry the bag- it
3: carries. It's so uh, What yeah.
2: about a song for you? Something that brings you back?
3: I'll I'll go with um, one of my earliest memories with my cassette tape player and listening to music in headphones by myself in my room, and I had Michael Jackson's Thriller album. Oh, classic. I was in grade two, and hearing all the stereo effects, like we talked earlier about the mix and how, like, uh, on the speakers is different than the headphones. Like, an album that's been properly mixed to be a treat in headphones, oh, what a treat when you're a kid and you're just finally figuring out the left side, right side, like the different... uh,
0: like wow, it was
3: super super cool. And Sorcery, yeah. Had an A side and a B side, you know, the rewinding and all that. Just the, uh, the t- taking a pencil and having to like turn it to fix your tape when it was all busted. Yeah, you know. Holy, that's rad. But good memories with the Walkman.
0: Rewinding, hey, yeah. That it.
1: It. <laughs> the hit song on the radio where you're like, you gotta wait for it to come on and then tape it.
3: And I did that, and I did that a lot. And that's probably like before I became a DJ at any or recording it anyway. That was definitely my first. I had the Fisher Price recorder and I would uh, record myself doing stories or I would do my own reports on planets or whales or whatever I wanted. That's funny. And my parents would be like, so you just, you didn't have to do this. You just wanted to do this. And they'd find these tapes of me just like reading off facts about Saturn. That's pretty it.
4: funny I was
3: pretty young and then uh, with the recording yeah like I called into the Fox a few times to try to get like that song I wanted next and I got in a couple times like yeah it's coming up soon and I sit there waiting for it and, like this song was a request and I'm oh it's I think, time uh, hold me thrill me kiss me kill me oh, by no uh, You too. and I needed it because it was for my mix I was making and I think that was in like a Batman movie yes. <laughs> yeah it was
0: yeah Oh, and I forgot about that. I had Batman, the Batman, Batman mugs. forever. Batman forever. Yeah, it had the matching they mugs. They had the mugs. M- turn, turn, McDonald's. Turn, turn, turn. Yeah, I totally I forgot, forgot about, about that.
3: It's a great U2 song because it's, really it's so different from what they were doing otherwise. And at the age I was, it was just like, oh, this is such a cool, vibey song. And I got it on the tape. That's and cool. yeah, that's awesome. Those I those love really stories rumors.
2: about. Th- I I love stories like that because I uh, I do miss it. that's that's one thing that I think that like I hope people are still doing, um. I mean, now I guess the new mixtape is a playlist. So it's creating playlists for people, yeah. right? Like that you care yeah. about and you can share a playlist. And I do that. And my daughter's gotten most phenomenal. Both my girls have a playlist. It's phenomenal. They've actually introduced me to music that I didn't even know that I would That's ever awesome. love. That I love. Um, and I can't believe like the other day we were singing, you know, um, we sing every day together. And my girls are seven and three. So I was like, what do you want to sing? They're like, uh, Better Now by Post Malone. So we sang Better Now by Post Malone. And then what do we follow up with? Holy by Justin Bieber. And then we followed up with One Direction, Steal My Girl. And then we went, and I love them all. And yet, like, it's hilarious because I probably would have been embarrassed to say that when I was in a band with guys, that it was all about, like, you guys got to listen to this band. It's so technical. It says, you got to. And I almost felt embarrassed to say that I liked some of the really just simple easy music that I liked yeah. and so I didn't actually share it because I was like embarrassed because these guys were like crazy tech like I remember even getting like super bored hearing them talk about like like it wasn't just good enough to have like a wicked delay pedal it was like well what guts does it have inside and what transits I'm like dude I just <laughs> need it to delay yeah right like I was that guy like where it was like again like I learned like everything I learned was by ear and then I would to further it then I would do like on like tutorials or ask for help or get like some kind of a lesson right but I wasn't um I, like i would sit down even like it was interesting because my mom just brought over an old keyboard that i had as a little kid and plugged it in it's so funny because um we put batteries in it and you turn on you hear it go and it gets the pump going so when you press it, it goes and it plays like the notes and so today i was at work and she sends me a message like listen dad and she's playing happy birthday and figuring it out on her own called, <laughs> that's awesome and i'm like oh this is so fun like it's so cool to like see that and i just think that it's like Actually, I'm going to skip that and go right into like, because I wanted to talk about like we, we wanted to talk about what the future is going to look like. And, and I wanted to go there because going back to one of the things that you mentioned about like video games, I think it's so cool that you went to video games first because that's not necessarily where people go when they think of like a memory yeah, of music yeah. and where it goes. We'll go to something else, but we won't go to a video game, whereas I think we should be thinking of those things in the same way that we're now going to see people thinking of things like TikTok as the place where they discovered something new. Like there's artists that I follow on TikTok that are just, they're just up and coming. No one really knows about them. And I love following stuff and they'll go live and just play stuff. And I feel like I'm having this intimate um, little moment with them. And I sometimes think like, man, can you imagine if it was like, uh, we'll say you too, right? Where it's like Bono is like sitting down and he's like, I mean, he's always admitted he's terrible. But if he's just noodling (laughs) live on a Friday night and it's just me and 3,000 other people watching or even a hundred people, I would be like, holy shit this is unbelievable and it just got me thinking that like it's it's interesting how like why is it sometimes as musicians we do say like well you, it's got to be this way or it's got to be this way whereas like two of the best concerts that i've watched in the last little in the last two weeks with my daughter my both my daughters was miley cyrus on tiktok and justin bieber on tiktok and they both set records i believe i, be- I was gonna, i wanted to do the research before coming in because i wanted to talk about this because I wanted like now that like the things are changing, especially with COVID and live shows and what things are looking like, and even coming into recording studio and what a recording studio experience looks like. Um, I think that the future like it's endless, it's open of what things can look like, what music can be, where it can be played, what a live show can look like. Um, yeah, and I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on like like just especially even just thinking like hearing something like you know I think it was like fifty oh I'm not I can't say the number because I'm gonna butcher it, but Justin Bieber set a record for how many people.
0: Watch this this live
2: on TikTok for free.
1: That's crazy, yeah. Or even those Fortnite concerts; those guys are doing right, like Travis. Was it Travis Scott? Travis Scott and Marshmallow. 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 Yeah, yeah. It's pretty smart, right? Because there's so many people using those apps, and yeah, like people keep saying to me too, you got to start writing stuff for TikTok and it's kind of funny how there's always like the resistance to like the new app. Like I was on Instagram for so
0: long and I was like, oh, I don't want to do Instagram. And then eventually I finally went on it and I'm like, Oh, this is great. Yeah. There's so much like value to it. I'm and getting, then- I'm getting worse and worse now. It's like, it's like every time some, something comes up and I, it's just like, don't talk to me about that. Oh. Yeah. And then- <laughs> it's like, uh, oh. and then, and then I finally, I'm like, Oh, this is pretty cool. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad you said it. Cause we have a, like a really
2: close friend. Um, and that he said that same thing. He's like, He's like, I'm the guy that's like, ah, it's just bullshit. And then three months later, he's like, hey, you guys heard of uh, TikTok? Yeah. Like, he's like, and he's like, and it's so good. I laughed so hard because I'm like, oh, man, I love that because I think actually one of the things that's really, really exciting for me is having, like, a resource like you and, and getting on top of the game. Like, have, And that's the cool thing is how you're saying, like, you know, he's been teaching you things and you've been teaching him and stuff, but, like, knowing full well, too, where it's going to be used. Because you were mentioning that the song that meant and had a massive impact to you was in Final Fantasy. So... That would have not been. You wouldn't have been listening to that through a crazy expensive. It would have been through either a TV or a something yeah, else that on you've been old doing.
1: Tube TV, yeah.
2: Exactly. Whereas a lot of people now, like, there's kids that are like, you know, have family subscriptions to Apple Arcade. There's like ones that have PlayStation. There's and like it's opening up all these areas. So, should we be? And it's oh man, I could get. I would get crucified if I'd ever said this to like during the band. But when it was like. Like you know, when when they be saying you have to have this insanely expensive piece of gear or the album will be shit, is that the case anymore?
0: Right. I don't so. think that was ever the case. <laughs> Honestly, I, I I think I think uh, that's oh and for, <laughs> forgive me. Um, I think I think that's something that every group, every person, every professional in every field does and goes through that and then it's like after a while you, you kind of you kind of get to the point of like oh that guy's a really good carpenter just give him a give him a give him a saw like a handsaw and and whatever and and he'll he'll build anything and it'll look great because yeah, he's a good carpenter a really good point, it's yeah. you don't you don't you but don't need the gear it's like there is like something... we 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 The the nicer microphones, they do sound better. But like like we said last time when we were talking, you know, it's you still get you still get really good recordings out of simple microphones. You don't you don't have to have it. Obviously, back
3: to that performance thing in the seventies. Was it a really good take? Did it capture a really authentic take? Then did it really matter if the microphone was worth? Five dollars or five thousand dollars? Well, the five dollar I... one probably won't sound great, but
1: I do feel like if I'm playing like a better set of drums or a nicer guitar, like I feel like I'm playing better, and it's not just because it's nicer; it's just like there's are more. Are you sure? Uh, in, are yeah, you sure? I'm sure. Oh yeah, because I play shitty a
0: little bit. There's there's a there's a there's a threshold of yeah. entrance. Yeah, like for, uh, for it, instruments, it, it doesn't
1: mean you have to spend two thousand bucks on a guitar. Like if you find like Dave. Dave Stone's been finding like guitars for way cheaper and, and like just upgrading them, right? So you can like, you can definitely spend less and get something that's good. Just like TVs, right? Like you know, spend two thousand bucks, you can still get a TV that's pretty good for like twelve hundred bucks, right? But
0: have you seen have you seen those those videos where the guys play, <laughs> the guys play like Rage Against the Machine on the Fisher Price drums and and guitars and stuff like that? Like it's they're kids' toys and they and they sit there like and it, like, it's like it doesn't look great but like those are those are children's toys and I, you, I do, know, yeah, you know yeah I do
2: know that there's like a level of like
0: obviously like that's a joking around kind of thing but you, no, can, you can achieve yeah, I anything. know what, what you mean though. like
2: I love the analogy that you had of like that it's like you know the person building your home like he's a phenomenal he's gifted and phenomenally so when you give him any tool sure it might not sometimes even take easy. F- he might not be able to do it as quickly or it might not be like the cuts might not be as good but he's still you can look and appreciate go holy shit like that guy's like that makes sense right like and i think that's too like where um sometimes like we do get hung up on like like i remember we we're like oh guys we gotta rent this and then you know we gotta get this and then years later now i think about it i'm like well did we though? Because if the guys are listening to it on TikTok, like I literally, those two concerts that I watched were with my daughters on my phone through my phone speaker, and we loved it, right? And there's yes. other things that I want to talk about too as to why I actually liked it and where I think, because I want to hear where you guys even think with like live music, like where it's going. Because we now have like um, a culture where we're used to being able to engage. And that's something that even with these podcasts, like I really hope people that are, you know, viewing at home getting an opportunity to hopefully you know gain some knowledge and some insight and learn from our experiences and i want to hear from them yeah so if on, they have questions, questions and they have this like you've got resources and all of us are like open books that we want to share yeah. with them
1: um we need topics mm. well, i like the <laughs> uh, the, the, the
3: technology meaning the artist meaning the, the tool at play like okay i like the carpenter analogy so yeah. the guy's great with a saw but you think he'd build a house without using electric tools no he's silly so as, a, as an artist it's a similar thing like yes. maybe you don't need the top of the line gear but it's it's a balance yeah, between you, yeah. is, you need a good is, take it's, uh, it's we talked about actually Dave Like you were kind of a purist because I'm a late to the comer DJ I was a keyboardist first, I did sound recording I did everything else and I the, my gear had that sync button and I had to pick great songs to play and I'm like should I just sit there and slave away and spend all my time matching these beats manually or should I spend more time performing finding the right song to come on to the right crowd next and um, like you said unless you had a show that's for technical DJs Your dancing crowd doesn't care how I got from song A to song B. No, they're not. They're not
0: standing there like they're at a DMC competition. They don't. They don't care. You're not. You're not juggling beats on vinyl. But that took time for
3: people. When a new technology comes around, it's a lot like the new recording processes or these new formats. Like the guys who, when we were growing up, who were like, "Oh, MP3, mini, like it's never gonna last." But like that became mini discs. Yeah, there's always that new format. (laughs) (laughs) That was a
2: short-lived. I I had a mini disc. (laughs) I had a mini disc. I I, I remember. I love that thing,
3: man. So which one of these social media apps is gonna be? Be that new step in between and then the new thing that breaks through and everyone just gets exposed to new music or performances with something yeah. that we don't know about yet
2: no so that's one of the things that i like i was thinking about is that like you know my daughters were really excited when miley cyrus was performing for me to say something to her
1: uh. and the
2: fact that they got to see on the screen that we were saying something to miley so, totally. they, so they felt this connection to miley and i was like oh my goodness it was just this like moment this light bulb moment of as a performer, when I was performing, I always wanted our audience to feel like they were a part of the experience. That's a good point. That I wasn't singing at them and I wasn't singing over them. I was singing with them, and I wanted them to be a part of it. And so, how did how could we do that? Mm-hmm. And it always felt like there was this disconnect. So, like there would be times where, like you know, I would intentionally. If I was doing something, I would bring it up and like and I would turn to the crowd to let them see so they were a part of what I was doing. So that it was almost like a look what like, you're you're doing this with me. Or I go into the audience to be with them so that they understood it was like breaking that barrier of like, We're just standing on a stage and and this and that. But again you know, when you have pedals and stuff to touch, you're always like, shit, I got to get back in time to like click all the <laughs> pedals and everything. But there was this level of watching my girls be like, okay, do a um, a heart emoji and say, hi, Miley. Yeah. And like, you know, that, and like and they're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe you just said something to Miley. And they felt like there was this, we instantly engaged. And it got me thinking like, holy shit, like what could live shows be now where now the audience really legit. And when Justin was like doing his performance, there was moments like where it was just awkward. He was like kind of talking, but it felt I was like, oh, this is kind of nice because it was like not scripted. Yeah, yeah. And it was, cool. and he's just going, and I didn't care what gear it was this. I didn't care about the angles. I didn't care about the lighting. This, and I just felt like, oh, cool. He's actually like,
0: it's it's real. It's it felt rock. real. So it's, that it's, that got me
2: thinking that it was like everything that we've been saying about like, you know, people saying well. Um, oh, well, we have no live shows right now. It's like, uh, clearly that just proved and that I, wrong. I think the yeah. the,
3: the people with that kind of raw talent are going to rise to the top. Who are you going to watch? The ones who are just with no, like you say, the no makeup on, no filters, no whatever, no tricks, and they yeah. still perform yeah. so well. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, that's but it's, raw
2: talent. It's, it's also what you said, though, too, right? Is where it's like, do you spend the time, um, and this is the, the whole aspect. I remember thinking about this as well, is like, do I spend 10,000 hours mastering how to record my album on my own or do i click a button that helps me to sync
4: (laughs) yeah Yeah. right and it's like use your technology because though you
2: nailed it is that you were saying the opportunity to engage the audience and make them feel a part of it was just as much an instrument and a tool as As, was the actual element and i think that you're right like there is like i remember like playing the shittiest of acoustics and just being like my fingers are burning And, like, even at, like, the house, I have a tailor that we have, like, for the girls that we have, like, on one level that they play. And I remember, it's just not, like, I haven't set it up in a while, and it doesn't feel right. I was like, man, my fingers are just hurting playing this thing. So I took it downstairs, and I brought this Gretsch back upstairs, this hollow-body Gretsch. It's gorgeous, and it plays, like, but I'm like, man, I could play this for days. Like, And it's like, so there is a clear difference between. And so when you're in the studio wanting to make clean takes and have things feeling right. And also, my big thing is that I've always believed that you want instruments that don't hinder what I, to me. I can only speak for my Abs- experience. Absolutely. I don't want... I, I want what's in here to come out. Without so, yeah. without
0: having to stress about where... It, like, if there's any little thing, it's like, ah, I wish yeah. if, then it then it. And I know away. guys will
2: say, that's why I have to have the expensive amp. <coughs> and that's why I have to have this. And you're like, okay, I get it. I which, know where which it comes from. Which is totally valid, I get it. Right? And each teach their own. I think that, like, ultimately what I hope people are hearing from this is that, you know, it's all up to you. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you know, I've, there's some unbelievable tracks that I listen to that i actually didn't think at all sonically about how the tones sounded or anything i just was like this is a great song mm-hmm. and it just was it made me feel something yeah and i loved it and i realized that like okay that's cool and i and i wish that i would have let go of some of that stuff as well even like because i remember being like oh you can't play like a tubeless amp at all don't even come close to touching it like
0: pause pause yeah i got to go pee So oh. well, huh? <laughs> like, I thought it was the two amp comment. I know. I, like, I was met. like, oh, uh, there's talk a
2: big story. I was like, there's a soft spot here that we don't want to talk about. It's tube <laughs> amps. Whoa. my <I'm> like,
1: oh.
2: <laughs> Yeah. I just I'm just going sure. to keep it
1: rolling. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Might as well, man. I just want to make sure.
2: Today's podcast is brought to you by Two Pals Beer. They have officially not sponsored our podcast, but they are one of our great friends. So please, next time that you're looking for a refresh, crispy, cr- what?
4: Refreshing? fresh, crispy Crispy
3: beer.
1: Crispy beer.
2: What was I going to say
1: there? a fresh,
2: Refreshing. Yeah. When you want to drink and not have your friends smell it on your breath, you want a two pals beer. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that was from Seinfeld. I think it was like Hennigan's or something. Hennigan's goes down smooth and your friends will
1: not know that you took a drink. Do you like liquid? Do you especially like it when uh, it hits your mouth? There was a
3: standup I was watching, ah, who was it, <laughs> who talked about how a flask is such a funny present to give to somebody because like, you look like a guy who could use some open liquor on you at all times. Yes. Driving anywhere, flask, yeah. scotch. I was like, that's a pretty good point to give yeah. a flask as a gift like that, you know?
2: I, I, You know, what's interesting is I remember wanting a flask thinking it'd be the most badass thing ever. And then I got one. And then I remember thinking, i gotta use a little funnel to put the alcohol yeah in. it's like, difficult i gotta really think through my choice to what <laughs> and like, there's no mix with it like no and i you're was like in just, okay you know? so i just remember thinking like oh i gotta really premeditate where i'm gonna drink hidden yeah like i don't want to do this <laughs> like it just was like uh, it's too much time too much effort <laughs> too <but> much work
3: for <laughs> flasking it up
2: oh man for do you flasking. want another beer i will have one yeah there you go today's unofficial sponsor of our Pineapple Podcast is Two Pals Beer. Social distancing with my pal. Thank you, Two Pals. Cheers. Okay, uh, so let's, go, let's bust into uh, just a quick little uh, side note. During COVID, what's your favorite place to get takeout? Hmm. We'll give some shout-outs to some local amazing businesses.
1: Yeah, what's the best? What's the one we've been doing the most?
3: Ooh, that, that beer crack there. We got that sound
1: effect on point. Oh, we'll put this, that in the ad. We'll this two there. pals, once it touches your lips. <laughs> that's going to be... That's gonna Frank be the turning back. Absolutely delicious. Yeah. Two pals, once that... it hits your lips. <laughs> liquid. Those pals, pals and those better. lips, Tyler. Those oh, pals liquid. and those lips.
2: Once that liquid touches <laughs> Once that liquid
0: gets in you. <laughs> no,
1: beer. It's in you to live.
2: Okay, man, what about you? Take out.
0: Oh, Okay, well, I've been there's a there's a place called lost tacos in Wal- uh, walnut grove here i've been eating there a lot it's awesome i always it's it's always tacos every everywhere I are they a, fish or chicken I, excuse me fish or chicken tacos oh, barbacoa and uh yeah barbacoa and um 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 oh sh- pork uh, is, oh pork yeah pork and beef always always it's okay awesome though love it and then the other i it I've developed quite a, a noodle problem, <laughs>
1: and uh,
0: uh, that started with Mr. Noodles, and then being really bored and getting really creative with spices and making my own noodle concoctions, and then I've actually, I actually never had ramen from a ramen place until about. A Month or two ago, madness, and I oh, it is just my favorite. So, there's uh ramen bella down in Langley. Oh, they are, and good. it is unreal.
2: Where is, where is that one again?
0: Right on the corner of the one way. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, Glover and Fraser Highway. Yeah, awesome. and it's so good. Awesome. Yes,
1: how about you? Uh, any of and you and I have been getting uh, SNL and Langley. Yeah, that one's a goodie. Or uh, down to earth. Um, that's just down the road. Just yeah, just up. What's that one? As well, it's like uh, I guess oh, I don't know. I'll butcher this, but it's like vegan, vegan food. But it's like I don't usually think I would like that. But there's great stuff. Like they got uh, this nice vegan poutine, and they've got peanut butter that. balls. I love peanut butter. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I love peanut butter, man. <laughs> that's
0: right behind. Uh, that's right behind the Browns in uh, Walnut Grove there. Oh, Is it? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah! Yeah, it's oh, really good. Okay. Yeah, and On they the... do takeout, and it's oh, awesome. Cool. And it's like so
1: nice in there. Like yeah. they did such a good job at the like the woodworking and the sides. It's like
0: dragon scales.
1: Oh, that's very cool. It's really cool. It's, it's cool. a it's
0: a very Instagram friendly. Yeah, go in there if you want place. some
1: hot picks. Yeah, hot picks. Man. Hot picks. Josh, what about you,
3: man? Well, I work at a restaurant, Hawthorne yeah. and Clover. Oh, down the road from you, so I eat there all the time because I'm working, and that's I get awesome. a discount. It's a awesome. bonus, but food's really good. Uh, burgers, pastas, pizzas. We got noodles, Dave. We got noodles. Not not ramen noodles, but you know pasta noodles. For your p- noodle problem. Mm. And then uh seafood if you guys like mussels. I don't know if you guys like mussels or not. I love killer mussels. Killer mussels.
0: Curry mussels? Yeah, curry lime. White wine sauce,
3: mussels. Yeah.
1: Oh delicious. That's awesome. Not, not
3: from Salt Spring Island. No? Not, not for no.
1: you? Not for me. Really?
2: Never? Or just
1: well. You should try. Well, I probably tried them a long time ago. My my brain memory tells me I don't like them, and I like don't like the texture of them. And I'm a baby with that stuff. Well, you just right. you just need to find the right. You should see me eat sushi. I'm like dynamite <laughs> roll, beef teriyaki, chicken teriyaki. Very very easy. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where, mine, ours, where's, where's
2: ours, is, ours is easy. The girls, anytime, it's always the Italian. Um, in oh, just Grove. just up
0: there. Yeah, yeah. the girls that, like that uh, every time. He's like, "Hey
2: guys, where would you like to get some food?" And it's like hands down, every single time. And girls, what do you
0: guys? What do you guys get from there?
2: Oh, uh, everything is absolutely delicious there. But the girls love uh, my girls when we would go there because we always just take out now, which we just uh, it's phenomenal, um, and it's always delicious. Even the takeout's phenomenal. But the girls would love to watch their pizza get made, so they thought that was just amazing in the pizza oven. Yep. And so they get pizza, and then my daughter's figured out that she loves to take her pizza. And then put the spaghetti on the pizza and eat it together as one. Ooh. So that's her big thing. Oh, wow. And uh, everything they have there is phenomenal. So that's, that's been the go-to like, that, we, that we go to. But it's, I don't even get to choose anywhere else because, yeah, SNL is phenomenal as well. And there's so many, like, I mean, I also get the pleasure of, like, I've shot at so many other, like, restaurants. Like, there's the Wooden Spoon and, like, White Rock, which is phenomenal. Delicious. Good bunch. brunch. Like, Yeah. And even Hawthorne, like there's, there's so many amazing places to, to get food that when I asked the girls, I'm like, Hey, you guys want to try something new? They're Like, like the Italian? (laughs) And I'm like, all right. And of course, man, like to me, it's like, I love seeing them enjoy it as well. And so they feel like it's their restaurant. And I think that's one of the cool things to me. So I always like, I mean, how rad is it that like, you know, you got four of us that all enjoy someplace different. And especially during this time, it's been neat to see. Um, you know, even I've asked like friends and stuff and family members like so where are you guys going to and just hearing the different places pop up I'm like man. I didn't even know some of these places existed in our community. Has so, anyone oh. ever
1: been to Elizabeth's?
0: No in, uh, <laughs> Cloverdale. Oh, that's. is, is that on this... the main drag? Yeah, like the...
3: the schnitzel place schnitzel place. My so parents good. went on a date there and I think like the 1970s yeah. it, it is... <laughs> <laughs> It's the same restaurant.
1: It's awesome. Yeah, I love schnitzels.
2: I think uh, my wife is just saying that her grandma used to they used to drive out of their way to come for schnitzel
3: at that place it's yeah. famous that's it's old hilarious.
2: school you know what i mean we're speaking about cloverdale i was doing i was filming for downtown cloverdale and it's like such a cool little character like it there's is. so many amazing people so many character places in there and i was at the stampede tack and like if you've ever like needed a moment just to escape and go to this like it feels like you're walking into disneyland that's the place and i walk in there and it was so neat because Um, I was doing some filming and I needed somebody to like be in the shot for me and I wanted it to look like authentic. And this, this, this woman walks in and it reminded me much how like, um, actually your wife dresses or my wife dresses. Like, and I was like, Oh, she's perfect. Like walking through. So I kind of followed her and I was like, well, how can I not be creepy? But like, (laughs) so I walk I'm like, (laughs) so I'm like, excuse me. I was like, first of all, like, and my daughter's taught me this as well. Is like, to just like, like I, sometimes it's just nice to compliment somebody. And I was like, first of all, your outfit looks wicked. And, uh, second of all, I'm filming for, and I was just, and I mentioned who I was filming for and I said, is it okay? And instantly she was like, yes. And I was like, whoa, she said it so quickly. And she's like, I've been coming here. She works in the movie industry and she was actually, um,
3: coming. Was she d- working on that John Cena film that's filming in Cloverdale? I, she yeah. wouldn't
2: say who she was working for, but she was working on multiple sets. And so she was okay. the one that goes around getting like a lot of the clothing for the like oh, people. Oh, okay. And she's like, I, my parents would drive as a kid all the way from Vancouver out to Cloverdale to take her to the Stampede Tack. Which is why she now, years, all these years later, still comes there and uses that as a resource to get things for different sets. And I was like, oh, "That's no cool. way!" So it was so neat that like I got to then put her in a um, like a video that was actually. Um, just hyping up cloverdale it was like perfect but i thought that is so neat that all these years later so to hear elizabeth and the story there that's so cool because <laughs> you know i'm i i do not know i'm hoping that like the more and more that we all talk about the places we love the more these businesses are not only going to be around they're going to just continually thrive and just get bigger and better. there's a
1: lot of great places down there yeah um i grew up in cloverdale so i remember like we used to walk down down there all the time and if you go to the left past stampede tack all the way to the railroad tracks there we used to go and like walk along the tracks, stand by me style, and like there was like a creek, <laughs> creek bed. I remember it was just like literally like clay and mud. We just go and like slide around and just play and no mess way. around. Yeah, so I've awesome. only gotten
2: to know about uh, Cloverdale like just because of not only working there, but I mean. Um, like, it literally is a gateway. Like, you kind of come in it's from It's such these- an
3: influential old school town. It's like, crazy. that railroad station yeah. and the business, like, back in, like, the, I think, 1800s. It was, like, the place.
0: The railroad around. station's a pub now, right? Uh,
3: there's one right next to it. That's the Clydesdale.
0: Okay, and but yeah, right, in, right ra- in there, though. Right
3: behind it okay. is, a, is a
1: railroad station
3: that's, like, old school.
1: Where uh, Annie's store, of The Heart, is, it's, that used to be the gas station there. Yeah, so that I makes guess. sense actually, where yeah. like how it kind of looks for like the pull in. And that, yeah, that little, uh, where the planters yeah, are, yeah. that was like the pumps, that I guess. That's so cool. And before all those stores were put in, you remember when it was joysticks and paddles? No, I It was I like don't a remember. giant video store. Really? Yeah. There was like. They that's a great and, name by the way joysticks joystick and, paddles. and paddles it turned
2: I, into an adult themed nightclub for a while <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah like,
1: you know i was a willow video guy myself <laughs> yeah i was gonna say yeah, willow video that's yeah. a staple yeah. that's a classic yeah. willow video everyone loves willow video all it's thank you willow video yeah that's awesome probably where we got final fantasy 7 from right tyler yeah pretty much i just want to go back to that story one of the first times josh came over because i used to like to weird my friends out like just see if i can I don't know. I don't. Just show them who I was right away. So, Josh. There's a
3: filter. If they didn't last, if they didn't last,
1: know. then they don't. They're not ready for me. So Josh should be like sitting beside me, and I'm playing Final Fantasy, and he's watching the, the screen, and I just kind of like gradually, just creepily turn my head and be like,
3: and stare silently. Okay, but were you, and
2: still, then just were, you still, were you still
1: really doing still well? playing? Yeah, oh, still yeah, playing, no. and just like I don't know how well I was doing. It's not you just walking around, but I just like just kept doing it looking at him for a while. I think another friend, I did the same thing. I just kept grabbing his leg out of nowhere. I'm like he's you weird. You're like
2: it's bizarre. I don't know why I struggled with friends growing yeah, up. Yeah, I <laughs> never I made any friends. I don't understand. Like <laughs> yeah. nobody liked these weird <laughs> things. <laughs>
1: yeah. I yeah. just really liked Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, I <so> like, will <laughs> put up yeah. with the weird guy." He pushed through it
0: pretty much. Yeah, yeah. we got over that. Oh man, yeah. that's awesome. Um, let's talk about recording at home growing. Okay. Um, How far it's come? Do you well, record we, at home we touched, Dave? <laughs> yeah, No. All, all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, you, you you touched on that a little bit with the um, uh, talking about stuff being on YouTube and learning. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay, and yeah, I find I find it's it's, it's just life. such a resource to be able to to be able to learn and like have accessibility of to learn first off how to do those kind of things but then uh technology's gotten a lot cheaper so so yeah. it's there's not much you can't ask YouTube now, you know?
1: No. Like, so so
2: for the person that's sitting at home that's like watching this that wants to start recording what would you suggest like what's their first step?
0: Um or- I would i just whatever whatever you have available um first off and then um if if you don't have what you need available uh whatever your budget can afford just to just to get your foot in the door because you'll because you'll as as we were talking about before the you know the the certain bar of entry for gear or or being being a professional so, DAW, right? Versus like, we're all yeah. talking about Logic and
3: Cubase and Pro Tools. But well, so if someone has to, nothing, could they just use like a, a totally free program yeah. to learn the basics? They,
0: they can. They can. And that's, and that's going back to, what we were talking about the microphones. You know, if you, if you have a really cheap microphone versus a really expensive microphone, it's, you know there's always going to be something better. There's always going to be something better. And, and there'll, be, there'll always be that little, little bit in the, that's like, ah, if I get the better one, it, it, it will sound better. And, and it will. Like hands down, if you, the better piece of gear is better and you know, the better program has better features. It's, it's always like that, but the, you the most important step in anything is just to get started doing it. Yeah, it it yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter what, cause your first few times doing anything, it's not going to be the best cause you're just learning. And, and at that point, like there's no, there's no point in holding off for the better thing when you could be learning using a a free program, whatever, whatever, whatever's, affordable, yeah. whether it's cheap, whether yeah. it's cheap or free or anything. Like if you get in your foot in your door and you start learning and then you can learn what features you want, yeah. you, you can learn what it is you're even looking for when you're, when you're, when you're searching to upgrade or do something different or, or whatever, or, or even if you find out you don't like it.
1: And a lot of the DAWs offer free trials. DAW Digital Audio Workspace, workstation. Workstation. I think. Well, one of the two. DAW. D-A-W. I I
2: totally know what it is. I'm just not going to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah.
1: <but it's>, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wanted uh, to see if you guys. The <laughs> no, <didn't>. you're like, <laughs> uh, <it's... laughs> These
2: guys. <laughs> I honestly didn't know what you're talking about. I was like, I'm gonna just let him explain. Yeah, that's <laughs> how I was like. I wonder if people
1: know it does, but yeah. it's just basically where you can record in, and there's tons of free ones. A lot yeah. of like audio Pro, interfaces. Pro Tools,
2: Logic,
0: yeah. Ableton. Heck, man, grab uh, your parents. EBay's.
2: If you if your parents have a MacBook, just hop on
1: GarageBand and start. Garage,
0: playing. yeah, GarageBand says uh, it's just comes with your Mac yeah. if you have yeah. if you have a Mac. That's that's. It's all you need to get started. And a really. lot of
1: times, so the way, like, so you'll have your computer, right? And then you'll need a way to get the audio into that computer so you get, like, an audio interface, right? And a lot of those... Like a little box. Just a little box, and they can be anywhere from, you know, used from 50 to, like, thousands of dollars, right? You don't have to spend a lot, but a lot of them will come with, like, a free version of a A or a daw right that you can get started that's how i got started right i got the interface and it came with the light trial version or a light version it's good and idea. then you just get cracking with that and then it'll limit how many tracks you can do but how many
3: inputs did it have for
1: you at first time uh, just two right so so like just a, up two a, in, a two
3: microphone out. like a like a microphone cable and a yeah. guitar cable and a
1: guitar and then you can plug in like nowadays too you just use a usb cable for like your keyboard so you don't even have to go through the interface Right, and then you can play MIDI controlling VSTs. Cool. Well, right? even
0: even even easier than using an interface. If you don't like, that's that's a. If you get an interface, then you also need a microphone to add on to it. But if you have if you have a computer with a, with, uh let's say GarageBand, or if you could download. What is it? Uh It's not Sony. It's one of those Sonar. No, 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 no. It's like it's like back in the like like acid pro and yeah yeah. but there's 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 another one
3: reaper well i use sound lot. there's a
0: free one there's a free one um i can't remember what it is anyways uh one of those that you can get for free essentially or use a demo and then just get a usb microphone and then you don't even need you don't even need an audio interface at that point you just plug in your usb microphone and it's it's as simple and direct in uh generally if you're gonna if you're gonna run guitar straight into your computer you would you need an interface to put an instrument in but hey if you got a microphone you can just mic your guitar then and and it's one thing that you one less thing you have to buy. but at the same time if you're gonna get into it and you are gonna spend a little bit
1: of money like it's not a lot more to get something like that and it'll you'll put you a step ahead right because sometimes i found where i'd get something and then i'd be like oh i should have done this or like oh i wish i just put a little bit extra in and just got that instead when it wasn't even the big jump, right? And I think like there's been tons of times where I've gone from like the two input one, then I'm on the four input one. And
0: then I like I'm like, oh I should have just got Well I guess it four. depends what you what kind of musician you are. Yeah. If you're if you're a yeah. vocalist and you're all you're gonna be doing is recording your vocals. I I, I can't see any reason why you'd you're, need you're, any more than a USB microphone just because that's all you're recording. It's good possibly point. um uh, that's and then there there is a point to that if you want if you want to set up really nice speakers generally you need to have you need to have like XLR outputs which would require an interface but if you're just you're going to listen on headphones and you you just want a microphone to get your voice into it and maybe you're just doing scratch tracks or 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 learning or just doing it for fun like it's all you really need if you're probably if you're guitar if you're a guitar player or something like that you would I would, you'd probably want an interface so that you can DI for the high, which is direct, high input. Direct, direct input or direct injection. I can't even remember anymore. It's one I, of realize, those. I realized that I was <laughs> staring at you Back quite intently go. for a long time, so we may have to cut that part out. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'll, I'll totally be honest, ma'am. I remember being on the road touring, and uh, so my experience with recording was that. Um, I've always loved it. Like I said, like going back to like all what you were talking about earlier with that Roland old Viest, whatever it was, and like just, it was such a shit experience, horrible, wasn't easy to do. And then once you figured it out, you'd actually screw up and be like, oh, I don't know how I did that, but that was awesome. I don't know how to replicate it. Like it was just so difficult. So when we were touring, I was like, I'm always writing. To this day, I still am writing. You know, I sing, like, I every single night that I put my girls to bed, I sing them lullabies. It's lullabies that I've only written for them. They're the only ones. They haven't given me permission yet to actually even release them. They're gorgeous songs. I can't wait to release them. But I've written them with them. And so I realized, to me, I wanted to be able to utilize it as a tool to get out my ideas, but in more than just a scratch track or just, like, a little idea way. Like, I wanted to be able to add some textures to it and play around. And so when I was on the road... I was always singing into my phone constantly. My phone is full to this day still of like all my ideas and stuff. Like I voice kn- memos? Yep, just because I knew I would had them there. I could ride, I could have this. And so when I was a little kid, you, I, I remember waking up in the night um, to music that was in my head, in my dreams. And I would have to sing it into something. So I remember I'd have to like in the middle of the night. And like it's still something to this day that it just it's always going in my head so when I was on the road touring I had an iPad and that iPad I was running out just to my headphones that came with the iPad and then I had a MIDI controlled uh keyboard that I had plugged into my iPad and I was using the GarageBand that was in there and I created because it was so freaking easy so many things on there that actually spawned going and taking it to the next level and you were able to even export some of what I had created to take to the next level because it was like I didn't want it for me this is me talking as a musician I didn't want um the idea to hit and then be like, okay, so now what do I do? Oh, that's the worst. Uh, I forgot which plug-in. And then I'm like, wait, what was the idea again? And now the idea is gone. I want it to be something. And so I think you're right. I think that, like, um, there's, like, what we're talking about is. First of all, getting to like, well, what do you want to do? Are you the person that like, you know, played trombone that now wants to actually maybe look at this possibility of doing it as a career because you're so pumped about it? Well, maybe you should do a bit of research around this area and get in touch with you. And maybe it's like you're kind of midway and you want to talk to you. It's like, or maybe you just want to, you know, like actually I just have a bunch of ideas. I just want to get out of my head and I want a cool way to be able to add some drums to it and add this because I just want to get an idea of what it could sound like. Because I'm actually just wanting to sell my songs to other artists or be a co writer. You know what I mean? Like, I I think there's so many different.
3: Maybe they're making a video game and they need the soundtrack to their own video game.
2: Right, it's like, or I'm, you know, I'm writing a podcast, uh little intro song or something, and so I only want to just have some fun. I think that like it's important to evaluate even where you're at financially and look at like, okay, well, I don't have all this crazy money to, because you're right, there was lots of times where we we're like, well, we don't have the money for this, so we get this, and like literally there we are three weeks later trading it in, going, we should have just gotten that yeah, one, like... and, and a bit, it, a, a but bit of, but you don't,
0: but you don't know at the time. There's no, there's no. no.
2: And sometimes it's like you can do the research and still not know no. and you got to learn that way. But I think that like you're right, like um, it's easier than ever to set up a home studio and to actually make really decent sounding stuff at home. Um, but there is the one thing that I know for myself, even doing an entire album myself. I am not a professional full time recording engineer, producer like I love producing stuff. I always have. Um, there's a big difference when you when someone knows even how we're talking like you know off camera and we talked about like say like sonically in a song there's wave files and that's the waves of like the where where things sit where does a kick drum sit where does a snare sit where do the vocals sit where does this and i remember my first recording everything consumed everything and it was like oh there is you can't even hear me and then i was like why can't you hear my vocals and i didn't know the education of where things needed to, how to sit equalize. how to equalize how to like even like realize that my we mentioned this in the last podcast how my really expensive guitar the like amp that i got was actually kind of useless because it was like i never ended up touring with it it was just too much but yet it was amazing on its own when i played by myself in my room and like or in the studio alone cranked it was the greatest but like not as a and i think those are the things too too that like all of my journey of recording which is so nothing compared to you guys but it was like I learned along the way those it was just trial and error with a lot of things and then asking people like mm-hmm. how did you do yeah. that? Like yeah. and then I just am thankful that people like you guys like would like will share those things because it is a lot of like I don't know why we have industry secrets because nobody's gonna do something nobody hears the world like you hear it or like you hear it or how I hear it. Which is why I get so freaking annoyed when I'm listening to a song and I feel like that tambourine just cannot shut up. Yeah. It's so loud and somebody else says, I don't even hear it.
0: Well, I, can, I, I want more
2: right <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's what i mean though like we're like, all different. everybody's so, so different with that's it. the thing so that's yeah. why like even like when when you're first getting started it's like well why like what, what do you want to use this for and to me it was always a, a tool an extension of i just wanted to be able to get out my thoughts and my and my ideas because also it's like melodies have always come easy to me i've always loved writing melodies since i was a kid so actually a lot of my stuff i would sing multiple parts of vocals to get the textures so i actually wanted to have something that gave me the opportunity to have more than two tracks where i could do my textures with my voice just to hear where it was going to go and then i'd build from there
0: that so, um that kind of um when you were talking about earlier uh looking up the stuff on youtube and then the people were like oh you did it that that way or yeah kind yeah of th- that that kind of goes into it and and this by no means is like a um don't look things up on youtube and learn because you should like i that i do it all the time with everything but um, it's the, the the double-edged sword to all of that has become the thing is like, you know, everybody's a YouTube expert on everything now, it's right? True. So yeah. it's like, you know, I'll, I, I look up, I, rather than calling in a professional of for anything, like I, I, I sit and I, I look at things on YouTube, and, oh, I know how to do it now. And I, and it's, you know, it can, it can, it can bite you in the ass sometimes too, because you, because you... You don't really know yeah. what you're doing with a lot of stuff, and and you, like it comes from experience. It comes from Making trying mistakes. things over and yeah. over again, and all all that kind of stuff. And it's it's there's there's you know it's 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 kind of it's kind of hurt some industries in a way too because you have you have so many people doing DIY stuff, and not just not just music and recording. Because actually, I don't I don't think it's hurt music to be totally honest, because I think it's changed music because it, it, it people more
3: people interested in it. If you could do it at home, it's no longer this mystical place. You could only do it yeah, in a studio. It's
0: not, it's not a, it's not a, uh, the, you know, the, you know, the major labels, the gatekeeper, domain is a gatekeeper of like, only these people make records. It's like, everybody makes records. It's like if you have a laptop, you can do it in your room. Well, look at Billy
1: Eilish and Phineas. Exactly. That do, kind right? of thing,
0: that kind of thing, you know, but there's, you know, there's different, there's different, aspects of those there's a lot of producers who they can make they make the beats on their laptops and they don't they don't even need an audio interface yeah
1: yeah i was gonna say like like beats. they have
0: they have a usb microphone and they're doing that but you know even they no microphone. take it up to a certain point though and you know just because you're just because you can produce a really really good song doesn't necessarily mean you're good at mixing or yeah. if you're good at mixing you might not be good at Producing songs, or I'm not arranging. Very, like, you don't know like, how to arrange the song. Yeah. everybody's everybody's with. got their little different things, and and um, what's your thing? Yeah, it's I think I think especially with with music, I think a lot of um, and this goes to the the whole um, home recording thing. I think I think a lot of people kind of get very in their head about you know I'm doing this. This is my project, and they get, is don't don't look at music is this like one man band thing that you have to have like that outsource outsource like if if you can focus more on your craft and what you're good at and like i i i know how to master songs but i don't know how to master songs me personally i don't know how to master songs as good as the guy i use for mastering and and i ship stuff out to him because it's just, you know, he does I don't have to spend the time doing it and it comes back better than I would do it. And I can focus more on, on mixing and making the next song and all that kind of stuff. And, and I think home recording is, you you know, know your limits and, and work within those because there's play within it. (laughs) The, um, the, uh, uh, there's there's so much you can do at home, but there is limitations with it, and yeah. and, um, I think yeah it's... you can you can get you can get spent you can get uh, really lost down the rabbit hole of like trying to learn things that are they're maybe not the best time spent trying yeah. to learn possibly.
1: I think there's so much like you said there's so much you can do just on a laptop without an interface making beats and and even with stuff like sounds.com and splice.com now right where you can it's a subscription service with all these great loops and samples and you can put like the key you can put the bpn what instrument and keywords and like build a song like that so you don't even have to have like theory anymore and like i there still is something to building up beats like that you know like it it still has taken all these pieces putting them together into something that no one would have made right <clears throat> so it, it it's pretty cool how you can just kind of build it up that way now right? uh, i
2: like uh I, I think one of the cool things for me is that i i've I believe that you know it's such a cool thing to see people that may not have never thought of even giving music a go um in their own life giving music a go yeah because to me it's had such an impact in my life it's been such a healing thing in my life it's been such an exposing thing in my life it's been such a painful thing in my life at times like it's there's so many emotions that i've had around music and what it's done for me, but it's always been there. And there's, you know, what do they say? It's like, like to me, like music has always, ha- it, it's been such a soundtrack to my life. Like, um, and I think that there's so many people, like I'll never forget the first time I ever taught somebody how to play guitar that um, was a mathematician. Okay. And, uh, and I remember just sitting at me like, oh shit, I can't teach you the way that I learned how to play because you want to learn in numbers. But it made me better. Because I had to go home and learn about numbers, putting numbers to things that I just did because I just did them because I loved the way it felt and the way that it sounded. And it didn't make sense to this person that I was teaching. I had to teach them so, like, with numbers and stuff. And it was cool hearing that person's music because they viewed music as math. Unbelievable. It was so cool to me. So, to me, like, that's why I like that there is the opportunity to have a home studio for people that um are like him like the, this yeah. mathematician that like um you know he may never like go on to like actually be a professional musician but he's able to like what if it helps him through a time in his life when totally. he needed that help and so to me like i've I've often thought like i love youtube i am on it all the time i search it for so much stuff i agree that you do have to be careful because everybody's a master on there and so you're not but, but, quite but, but, sure i need
3: some subscribers hit the like button everybody yeah so
2: you're never quite hmm. sure like what what you're getting um, so there is a lot of trial and error, but at the same time, um, I also believe that um, it's such a tool of wealth when it comes to, to to being able to to use it for, like, just for the simplicity of being like, yeah, I just want to, like, I remember hearing a story of a guy, it's like, oh, I just thought I'd ever want to do an album, and I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of felt that same thing too, right? Like, when I was like, I wonder if I could do a whole album, because I'm not great at, like, I, I'm not a professional mixer, and I'm not a professional this, like... Um I was I, I did professional performing but I didn't ever be the guy in the studio like we always hired somebody for that. So to me it was like can I do this? Like can I actually yeah. like and I realized how bad I was at a lot of things but I I wanted to do it as like kind of one of those like you know give it a go and like have fun doing it and stuff. So like
3: the first song versus the last song on the album is the first song did you go back and with all the lessons you learned and yes. fix it up you didn't <laughs> <you know, laughs> like, think it starts trick. shitty and ends great like you had yeah. to go back. You learned all the lessons. I went
2: back. Well, I went back because I realized there was a lot of things that I, yeah, like as you went, I'm like, why didn't I just do that earlier? And so, yeah, no, I did go back and like, and I did learn my lessons of listening to the wrong people on YouTube or this network. It's like, oh, why did I do that? Like that actually made it more challenging later to mix it because this guy was saying to do this. And, and so again, sometimes people just don't want to spend the time to learn those things. Um, but I'm, I am i get excited about tools like YouTube that, like, I've always believed that there's enough to go around. I think that, like, I don't think it's actually hurt businesses. I think it's benefited businesses. I think totally. that um, YouTube has been a place that I think if you own a business, you should be on there. And I think that there's multiple reasons for that. Because I think that when you give away, I've always, you know, believed in, like, when you care for humanity, when you give, um, it comes back to you. And so I think that, like, my reasoning for that is because I believe that, like... You know, what are your core values as a business, as like, you know, as a brand, whatever it may be. And to me, I've been learning more about how, like, your core values are qualities in action. So if trust is one of those things that's a core value to you, then what does trust look like in action? And it's like, to me, I'd rather, you know, and I think this is why, like, even for me, I look at the people that I love and I support, like, the Italian, okay? So, like, we were just talking about places to go out that I love. And I and my family loves them. And I ask my little girls, why do you love it so much? Like, I love this, and they, they'll go through the things that, like, Every time it's amazing for them. There's an experience, number one, it's an experience for my girls. Um, and so what does that look like then for businesses on YouTube? It's like, well, you know, I remember reading this story about this guy that like they built up their YouTube channel of just giving stuff away for free, like knowledge, all of the knowledge in there and just giving it away and built up their subscribers. They hadn't asked anybody to buy anything. Um, but when it was time to release like say a book or something along those lines, the people that had been subscribing, there was millions now to this point they had built a relationship of trust. So there was a level of trust there, which was a core value, obviously, of this person. Some people actually had been getting it for free that I bet you they felt even a little bit guilty, like, well, you've given me so much stuff for free. (laughs) I've learned so much from you that I kind of owe it to you to buy the book, which I've been there and done that for people. There's many reasons, but all of a sudden now you've got this opportunity where, yeah, now this guy on YouTube is making like a good amount of money and a good living but he started giving it all away for free. So I think people get really nervous of giving things away for free because they're just like, "Well, I'm giving away my trade secrets, I'm so giving
3: away this. That brings me to the, like this big argument we had with our Couch Cushion band that I got into it with the manager was, so the price of the, <laughs> the music, <Couch> Christian.
4: right? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: Couch Cushion Fortress, Tyler yeah. and I in the band. And I <laughs> got this huge fight with him because he's trying to put the business model together and we talked about how much we all love Radiohead. They had the model, it made sense for them, where the music is technically free, it's by donation and you know, there's technically no minimum, but at the same time, there's no maximum. Yeah. That one guy might just be like, you changed my life. Here's 200 bucks. And that kid who got the music for free might show my music to 200 different people. Like, what, why am I only charging a dollar a song? Like, what's the going rate for the thousands of hours I've learned and practiced? I put this music out there. Here's your 30 cents for the song. I'm, oh, thank you very much. It's like, how about I just give it away at that point? Like, we don't need to sell our album for that minimum. I want a know maximum. Like, if someone wants to donate down the line because they trust yeah. us, they love us, they come see us live, like...
0: Donations that- donations kind of funny because I find people are they're the people people are more willing to part with their money when they don't have to and they appreciate what they're yeah. getting rather than being like, Oh, that's what you set the price at? Oh, they're like, oh, you're standing I on the know. street corner they're like, to sell your CDs like,
3: for five bucks If you say people. this,
0: this costs $10, they're like, mm, I don't know. And they're like, this is free, you can donate. They're like, here's 15. <laughs> exactly. Like, why would you get,
3: say no maximum? Like, let people give what they want to yeah. give to support you, but they're not going to do that if they don't trust you, they don't know you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a building a relationship.
2: Yeah, I remember that. I remember, Oh, are you going to say something?
1: Well, I was going to say, if you're getting married, do that with your drinks. Like, <laughs> you'll make more money. That's what we did. What's, it's it's what's uh, by donation. Don't At like try instead, or... instead of the toonie bar, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah By yeah, donation, yeah. some people will be like, 100 bucks, there you go, I love you."
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it is interesting because it's it's thinking a little differently, right? And realizing too that like we fear a lot of times like we've been doing things a certain way, so we believe that that's the way that we should continue to do things, versus realizing like there's enough to go around, um, and then also too like you know we've talked about this previously, like in the podcast about just being you. And and people will will be attracted to you in not only, you know, we get fixated. i there's too many thoughts going through my mind. We get fixated so much in our culture about what we do, and so when you ask somebody, well, who are you? They'll a lot of times introduce all the things that they do, when that's not what I'm you know asking, or that's not what we want to know. We want to connect with you. We want to get to know you, which is why I know for myself, like I would research bands when I was younger. Like I was like, oh, like you want to get to know or why like. There's some people like, oh, I'm just such a diehard because they feel they know the person. And when you feel you know the person, and this is the essential thing is that like, you know, now my marketing hat comes on where it's like, okay, so if I feel I know you and I go to your social media. So now, Tyler, like I'm talking to you right now. You're a great guy. If I go to your social and I'm like, that's not the dude that. I, I know. And then I, to, so and then I go. He's wearing so many top hats. And then I go... Yeah, he's wearing yeah. so many top hats. It's Why? Fancy. All this at once. So fancy. And then I go to your other like, social channels and I see that you're different there as well. Then I'm like, well, maybe I don't know him. Yeah. So there's no trust. So that trust right off the top is because it's not fluid throughout all. I want to get to know who you are because I already know you put out great music. So I already know what you do is great. But I want to get to know you more because there's more going on to my decision-making when it comes to where I'm going to spend my money than just... one dimension, right? There's like a um, emotional connection. There's an internal, you know, connection. There's a philosophical connection. Like there's many things going on. And so we want to get to know who you are. Um, And that's one aspect of why, like when people are generous, when they give away things, like a lot of people get so scared. They're like, I'm not giving away my trade secrets. It's like, nobody's is going to be you. So nobody's going to be another pineapple sound. Nobody's going to be like, it's because each one of us hears things and we see things and we view the world completely differently. And that's even going back to like giving it away. Like I remember when Radiohead did that, and I remember kind of like we we chatted about it as a band as well. And I remember that our drummer was like, "We've got to give away our music for free." And it was so like, "Well, yeah,
4: but
3: because of that mindset of like the albums had to be sold, and there's a middleman, and a, they, th- that infrastructure that you guys were brought into, and oh, you're getting signed, and there's all yeah. these people that have to get paid. and We can't not sell it for at least twenty dollars at HMV. Like, what do you mean? Like we're never going to make money on that? And it's like, well, actually, you could make money giving away the music because yeah. the artist." At that time, depending on the deal, they might just be paying back that giant debt from that seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar recording That is why their <laughs> music had to be at least twenty dollars a pop and you needed to sell this many and
2: yeah no and that's that's why I think that like it's important to have like that's amazing that you actually had that conversation that you shared that because there is a lot of fear still around like i'll never forget i I read uh this little story about like uh i believe it was like da vinci or something and he was having i think i might have shared this with you guys so stop me if i have but he was like having coffee um and and he was just sketching like on his like little um napkin and this woman like looks over and she's like she knew exactly who it was and she's like holy and she's watching him sketch and it's phenomenal of course like it's absolutely phenomenal and so it's got its coffee stains and he's just sketching when he's done he takes his last sip and he gets up and he picks up and he goes to crinkle it and goes to throw it away and she stops she's like no 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 she's like stop 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 and she's like can I have that or can I, can I like buy it off you and he's like what and she's like that like doodle like that's unbelievable like can I have it off you like and he's like uh she's like can I buy it off you he's like sure she's like how much and he just thinks about it for a second he's like $20,000 and she's like what are you talking about, (laughs) $20,000? She's like, you literally just, I just watched you sketch it, like, in 30 seconds. He goes, that took me 60 years. And it was so cool. Like, I remember, like, being like, oh, totally right." it was such a, like, oh, yeah, like, all those times. And so that fear then, too, because we're like, well, I spent 10,000 hours learning how to play my guitar. Like, I can't give it away for free. And then you realize, like, wait a minute, like, that's where it is nice to have, um, at the time, I remember even, like, doing research with YouTube. It's like, okay, I remember after one of the meetings with the band, it was like, um you know giving it away for free i'm like actually that's a kind of a cool thought it's like to give it so where could we then get it back and then it was like i'm oh, just do some research then like where can you get it back right like and then it doesn't look like that's why i love how this podcast started was you saying that you're going back to a video game like which is why we were so excited to get our music onto a video game that must have been awesome um, because of how much we knew it would get spun or how much it's getting used you know the songs that are trending on TikTok, that are being used for the videos, how many freaking times they're getting spun on TikTok and people are just getting it into them and they're using them and other people are remixing them and putting them back on. And Totally. The world has so many more opportunities for artists to make money than ever. And you can start at any time in your life. That's one of the greatest things is gone are those stupid shit days of like, sorry, you got to be 19 years old and a really good looking blog. It's like you can start your career at 50 and make a wicked ass like... Chunk of money if you felt like it, like finding the right community. But it goes back to what I was saying earlier about being you. Yeah. Just fucking be
3: you.
1: Totally. I get
2: so passionate about it because I was so sick of the fact that I wish that I would have been more
3: me. Just been me. Yeah. So someone I, I saw I got exposed to was watching Luke Cage on Netflix. Awesome music, by the way. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that one, but one of the main like characters in the show is the fact that the bad guys have this like music venue in Harlem. So there's all these cool scenes of like the hero guy beating up all the bad guys while they're like simultaneously auditioning some act behind the stage <laughs> or they're performing some people. <laughs> and uh, Charles Bradley was there and I'd never heard of Charles Bradley before. He's the guy, uh mm-hmm. see how that song mm-hmm. Changes. I think that's on the theme song for that puberty show I didn't watch, Big Mouth.
1: Never seen that either. Oh, the puberty yeah. show. Good one.
3: Yeah. Big, Big mouth. I know so, I know that show though. Yeah, so Charles Bradley, apparently, if I'm getting the story right, he started way later in life. He sounds puberty like a guy who's been singing his entire life. Famous soul Motown, like he must have been around since the sixties. Like, no, he started like really, really late in life. That's so cool.
1: It was the same with Quincy Jones. He started later in life too. From what I heard.
0: Quincy Jones fact check, yeah.
1: Like he's he was like a bit older when he actually started producing or whatever. See did Michael Jackson, right? Yeah, but he's been he's been doing music. The oh whole... yeah, but I think he. But I just remember reading something. Well, the fact check, I could be wrong, but I just remember he's one of those guys. Like I was looking up quotes at one point where it's like, you don't have to start young. Like you can start later in life. Like and Morgan still...
3: Freeman's first gigs, he was already over forty. Yeah. Stuff like yeah. that, where like someone's uh, not being held back nowadays. Like all the technology is in front of them. They could just. Try it out, see yeah. if it works.
1: Some uh, something interesting, like kind of a segue out of that into the next thing would be like now with all these social media platforms, is it going to amplify how it used to be? Like we were talking about comparing yourself to like other musicians and other bands and other mm-hmm. artists, right? Like now it's it's easier to kind of put stuff up and control what they what they show, right? And people only like to show the the best parts of them for the most part. Is it going to happen more? You know what I mean? Because that was always a, a tough part. You you. Hard to find camaraderie with other bands when you're, you feel like they're taken away from you know, your, your views, your piece of the pie.
2: Yeah, it's such a like dipshit way of thinking of things. Yeah, I, we thought of it all the time too. Like it was this competitive, like, you know, if somebody liked your band, shit, we just lost a fan. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what are you? Why did we ever think like that? Right. Like, and it's interesting because, like, you know, we do know that comparison is the thief of true joy, and absolutely, one hundred percent it robbed us of some of just the joy because we were comparing or like how you're saying like when you go to a show and you're like oh man this place sounds really good or it's like oh dude why is the bass so loud like yeah. you know when you go and you realize like just let it like it's so hard to sometimes turn off but i realized like the joy that i would feel when i was younger and just sit by this, like just look at the stage and be like oh that is just so amazing and
3: i just, loved when i could see the set list on the Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah that was but such a cool little i just secret. was like in
2: awe of like what it did to my soul and it fed my life and it just like it made like it literally made moments in me that like i felt like it was like oh that just changed my dna like it just like amazing moments and then like as like we were in the band i remember just hating the fact that like there was just so much competition and so much comparing and so much like this and i remember like i was talking to you on the phone today i was just saying that like i i just wish that like there would be like like one i remember people talking about like oh the music community is so good i was like well that's bullshit because i have no idea what that music community is my thing I realized early on too is that what that meant to people was you could be a part of my community if you brought value to yeah. my community. Yeah. It wasn't just about you being you and just being, oh, it's great to have another musician around or like, just what another you, human what you bring being. bring to the table? It was like, if you're going to be here, then I want you to, you need to ha- have to bring something to the table. So I remember like having an issue. Like I was, I was, I hated having to. Um, when somebody said, Oh, you really need to schmooze this person, I was like, Schmooze this person? What are you talking about? Like, you really, like, this person could put your stuff on the radio. I was like, So I got to schmooze? I'm like, What, what do you mean? Like, they kiss their ass? They're like, Oh, yeah, you're going to want. And I watched that person change from the person that I knew to go do it in front of them. And I was like, I can't do that. Yeah. Like, and then I was like, And I remember coming home and telling my wife, I was like, She's like, How did it go? And I was like, Well, that was shit because. I just could, I just can't do I'm not that kind of a person. And like but it's like but I felt that it was like, well if they're doing it and then I watched people do it and get further cause I was comparing yeah. instead of just enjoying my own journey and being more of who I was and letting like the chips fall. I think that's what I wish
3: somebody would have just told me. Do you me think more. that guy would have liked to meet the real you and be like, Wow, this guy's actually not kissing my
0: ass. That's what I think now. That's what I I I, I, I always did out. a lot of schmoozing, but in I just acted like me with with schmoozing. I just went and made friends schmoozing was just it's just networking in my eyes i it's know but just what if you're out, quiet
2: and you're like see that's the thing too that i have a hard time with is that like what yeah it is, is that's the, the loud person then gets like where to go and i have a hard time with that because that's like well, i that's am not, i wasn't out there this i'm not the selly guy right so like that was like so then it was like um i remember even like you know we talk about the community of bands it's like oh there was a great community i'm like really because we didn't go get hammered with you so then you guys made fun of us and then you never talked to us because we didn't get hammered so now we were the lame and i remember hearing this is like well you're the lame band that like you know, it doesn't go get drunk and blah blah. And you didn't want to do drugs with us in the back. And you got mad at me, you know, snorting coke off the back of your amp. And it was like <laughs> But so then I'm the, so then I you I then you I feel isolated and like obviously too. I'm not just pointing the blame on them. I know there's a lot of shit that I like I was trying to figure out who I was. Like, and you know, obviously too, like with things like you know, your prefrontal cortex not even being fully developed, I was really legit trying to figure out who I was. And so you throw in all these things of like, well, you gotta be like this, and you gotta be this, and you gotta sound like that, you gotta look like that, you gotta schmooze that guy, you gotta do this. I'm like can I just have a friend? Yeah. Like that's not needing me for anything. Like I remember like somebody being like, yeah, like kind of almost feel like a bit of a connection. Like, yeah, I can be friends with you, but it was literally to use me as a songwriter. Yeah. And I was like, sucks. and I don't mind joining communities and writing with other people. Like that was exciting to me, but it wasn't, I didn't want it to be the only thing was, so you only want me around because you want to use me for songwriting. So really we're like, like, and, and I think that's like, I don't know what I'm saying here, but Here's it was a melody like,
1: dealer. yeah he only shows up when he needs melody but
2: i i do have a really really hard time because i of like things like you're right like being yourself you like schmoozing is networking or whatever like that but networking was fucking kissing people's asses and i have a very hard time nobody should ever be in a position of power like that and make somebody feel like they have to lick their ass to get to where they want to be that if you're that person you're a dickhead of of
0: making people yes Yeah. yeah
2: You're because you enjoy it and that for us I saw that and that made me not want to do it even there's more a, because a lot I, of that out there. I couldn't give it to them because I also my heart hurt for those like I love that there's the gentle souls that make amazingly beautiful music and I wasn't the like one it, it's interesting because you'd think as a lead singer and even the way that I talk and stuff I've learned that like there's extrovert there's introvert and there's like you can be anything in here mm-hmm. it's not one or the other i was always told you're one or the other so i struggled with
3: like well i guess that's the student uh athlete versus musician again like yeah it's like one or the other there's no it's it's weird
2: but then i learned years later that like i remember listening to psychologists speak and it was like no you can be in the middle and it's like and i remember like when it was like go time i was like okay like i could turn it on um but then i needed to like really come back because at home i'd like to i'd like to dial it back like and again too you'll change over time like maybe when you're younger you're more this way and you like and you'll change but um I just think of those people that are quiet that were just amazing people. I remember meeting people on tours and all sorts of this, and like there is no way that they would ever be that loud voice to go kiss that person's ass and stuff. So they're gonna be like, nothing of what like of who they are even then is important because yeah. it's like well you didn't kiss their ass and it's like and so and I and I would feel that for them, and I felt it for myself too because I'm like I am not gonna go up to you and pretend like you're God's gift to something because you happen to control one radio station. In northern British Columbia. Yeah. And But I'm supposed to kiss your ass because you're going to make my career. I it's hate like, that stuff. I hated it. That, I yeah. hate
1: those when people say that to us. Like, this is going to be so good for you. It's like, okay, thanks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. Like, Bro. anyways, I'm, I'm I'm kind of being negative there. But I'm, I'm also sharing with you, like, clearly, like, there was a lot of insecurities I had at the time as well and stuff. And, like, and I was learning a lot of things. And, like, I'm not just blaming them. But I do think that there's like a lot of aspects of like when you're in that position, when you actually are in a position to help, how rad would it have been to be actually a guide in our lives versus being the hero that we all have to get to, to like, like some, like you really are the gatekeeper, like without you, like my career will never be. And it's interesting because I look at it now, I'm like. Man, I could have said no to absolutely all of that, and just still gone this way. And it's like you had nothing, but I stressed
3: about it. I was worried about it. I compared. I watched. And other it didn't bands. make it
0: in the end. It didn't make any difference and at all. No difference at all. Yeah. So I think None. to kind of to
3: kind of bring it around, like, can then you can focus on rather than comparing someone and being like, oh, that guy's younger. Remember we talked about how you'd be working forever and the guy next to you like play guitar for three months. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah, yeah, rather than yeah. be like, what can I learn from that guy? Like yeah. all these people out there, like there's a million channels and a million artists and it's going to yeah. be hard to find those authentic ones for you to learn from. But rather than compare and be jealous, I guess you just have to be like, well, what, what can I, how do they do that? That's Inspired
0: pretty cool. Inspired by, yeah. by something yeah. about what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Like There's got to be something they're doing. And celebrate
2: each other. It. We don't celebrate that's people enough, right? We don't get excited about other people and we don't, encourage other people and like genuinely want to see people succeed like there excuse me there is enough to go around yeah right and when you realize that like I didn't like just one band you're right like there was times where I fixated on like we talked about Daft Punk oh my goodness like I love that out like i loved it and i just played it so much and so much that i was like i gotta really quit yeah um but it was but that's okay because i did that with
3: so many artists was daft punk the one that had the video with the dog the guy in the dog suit and they're like walking around
1: la Is that back in the day is that, that was an older one, right?
3: From the 90s, yeah. Uh, I forget which song it was, but it like, had that weird video. And that's what I think. I'm pretty sure it's a Daft Punk song, how I got exposed to them. Because it's this guy, and it's like, it looks yeah, like a, it's it around Teenage Mutant re- Ninja Turtles. Maybe it's around the world. And he's he, he looks like it's a weird animatronic. No, those t- all that cartoons. Because the, there's a guy in the dog mask, either. and we're he just kind of meets his old friend from school. Right. And it's just the most bizarre video. But I was like, what? What is this? And then that was how I got into electronic yeah. music, was seeing that music video.
2: But what like but that's the thing is that like we all liked tons of bands. There's enough room to go around yeah. for all of them. So why did we think that like when you gained a fan or even and now that's the problem is like we'll look at things on social media and like I would love it if Instagram did and they were I, there was talks about them getting rid of it, but if they got rid of follower counts, like counts, all that stuff because your real community will engage with you if you have a real community. If you don't have a real community, they will not engage with yeah. you. And so to me, I, like, I know that there's like, it's interesting, some people get so fixated on that little dopamine release that they get when it's like, bink, you got 50 likes on this. It's like, oh, sweet, that's the greatest post I've ever like, written. it's like, well, how about just letting people just be themselves? Totally. And letting your community grow and, and, and fall in love with you for who you are. And then also the fact that, like, besides who you are, you also do something really cool. But they're getting a chance to know who you are. And like that's the one aspect of like where I think I'm excited to see music go is the opportunity to get to know artists even more on a deeper personal totally. level, beyond their music. Um, in an engaging way, we're able to have conversations now. Cause that's something going back to that TikTok, like originally at the beginning that we talked about that my girls thought was so cool that I thought, oh, this is so cool. Right, like seeing them at their age of seven and three, feel like they just got to talk to Miley.
0: You'd you'd never see that side of Miley Cyrus when you're reading the back of the uh, you know the tape cassette fold out kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like like you you get the music, the music is the same. You're like, this is awesome. You don't get that. She's a face, and you got the lyrics, and then there's the music, and that's yeah. it. And, and that's
2: why that's why I think that like man, the the potential for growth and the potential for where especially even during this time that there's all these brilliant minds like thinking like, hmm, how can we like, you know, there's this awesome, like you guys were showing me that awesome um, place that you can, you know, play live at.
4: And it's like, and during
2: this time, it's like, so how about like, you know, if the opportunity comes up to be able to play and to perform live, but as you're live, you're taking breaks where you're engaging and talking in between. And now you're talking back and forth. And now the people are like, oh my goodness, I'm a part of this. That's a cool idea. Right. And it's like, now it's taking it beyond, even during COVID where you're like, I'm, I'm a part of this. Cause like, can you imagine how rad it had been back in the day? Let's talk about Radiohead because we were talking about them. So um, I remember when my wife and I moved uh, to Oxford, and one of the first things I wanted to go to is I wanted to go <laughs> to like one see of, where
3: they all met. Yeah, did they this to go. bar? Where did he write Creep?
2: I was did this, get to go to was one this of the, the. I was stool? like, they're like, okay, our friends were like, yeah, they play here and blah, 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 and they live in this area, and I just remember being so pumped about it, and being like, oh wow, so clubs are even gross looking, you yeah. know, across the other side of the world. Like, <laughs> um, my feet still stick. But can you imagine <laughs> if like they played a show and you were one of a hundred people? That was watching them live play, and you got to you were texting back and forth, and like taking your time, which is valuable, their time, which is valuable. They're playing their songs from their heart, and you're getting to talk to them. They're like, "Oh, actually, no, my favorite color was this, but I changed." And you're like, "Oh, like you're getting a chance, like yeah, I did. I love going, and you're getting to know them. And now this, what COVID sometimes people think is there's not as much intimacy is I actually think that this is shone a light on like that we how much it's a
3: shared experience oh everyone is uh, no matter what you were doing before unfortunately now things are probably a little bit different for you so it's you had to make some changes
2: but you can everything evolves and everything changes and like and celebrating each other and like encouraging each other and like i i get more excited now than ever for bands for up and coming artists like just because of all the things like i really do believe like man like i when you told me you're like yeah we knew of you guys like and and uh, I was just like, oh, I wish at, at one point I would have just been like, hi, how's it going? Yeah, I wish and we talked did, to you. I was like, I can't believe. Because I think of it now, I'm like, what I would have given for just one friend outside of the band. And I think the bandmates would have loved you guys. Yeah, and like worked. to actually have a community where it's just great guys that wanna see each other succeed in a healthy, positive way. And not in a competitive, like, well, you're taking away, like, you know, from us. It's like, no, we actually do, like, what can I do to help? You want to borrow my gear? Like, if something happens, you want this? Like, whatever. If we do a big we, show together. We want to see you succeed, use? Yeah. right? Like, I, it, it's just, I'm so done with the um, competitive stuff. Like, it it, crabs It's crabs in a bucket. It doesn't
0: it doesn't help anybody.
2: No. No. Not at all. No. But it, it's it's weird how we fix it. And maybe
1: it's our insecurities. Maybe it's our, I don't know what it is, but... Um, i found the more i started to kind of like learn my instrument and my voice i started to kind of gain like a confidence and and you know get a little bit out of my shell and care less a little bit and and i think once i felt confident and like in myself and it was a little easier to compare less you know because i think that the whole time when i'm comparing and being like oh like there's one singer in a, a band from seattle called richelieu and uh they he's, stayed with us after a show one time. Yeah, we gave him
3: our place to stay. They were awesome, Ben. Yeah,
1: so good. Like, really good. But I remember, like, one of my favorite singers is Maynard James Keenan from Tool. And, I, I like, he's one of the guys who I definitely modeled my voice off of. And this guy did that even better. <laughs> Being like, <laughs> man, he's really good. And, like, or even my he drummer. doesn't get my good pillow tonight. <laughs> yeah, bastard, right? <laughs> and, uh yeah, awesome guys. Though, but And it's funny. We were able to break through that because they were we found Flight of the Concords together, so we were all oh, watching. Flight of the Concords. We just watched that all night. We are like, oh, this is amazing. Flight of the Concords is awesome. But it's just funny how, like, even naturally, like, even, like, some. Did we even take liked... a roll
3: call this morning, guys? That we're all here? Yeah, we're all here. Okay. We're here. Roll so,
0: call. Business but, time.
1: But yeah, I just, I, uh, I, I found with, with, even with that, I was able to kind of move past, but once, it took me being confident in myself and, and not really caring about anything else and being like, oh, you know what? I can do my own thing and, be happy with that and then also listening to other people not thinking i know better than everybody right because mm-hmm. that's hard to get away from um because you write something a certain way you're and so you're happy
3: like, and confident and you think this is the final yeah. cut this song is perfect listen to my perfect song everybody and then that professional songwriter or producer will sit you down i'm like okay well how about this and you're like i didn't think about it that way and then yeah. all of a sudden you're like oh ho ho learning point light bulbs like you
0: go i i find you go you go lack of confidence comparing over and then you get, then you get, yeah, I know what I'm doing. And you're still, you're still learning, but you're so eager to feel that confidence. And like, and like, I know, I know. And so you, you make up for your still learning by like putting the overconfidence in. And so then you, you'd like totally overcorrect the other way. And then once you kind of like, you kind of get to a, like a point of zen where you kind of like i don't really care as much anymore <laughs> you're like i just do me and i'm and i'm i'm happy with where i'm at and i'm yeah. continuing to grow from now on and then and then you don't do that yeah. so much anymore and that's a that's a it's almost a tight rope though. that's a tight rope and that takes a long time to get there no matter what it is because you're always you're always like yeah, learning learning stuff is weird. Well, it's <laughs> like
1: tightrope with imposter syndrome on each side, right? I'm like, "Oh, I'm doing good. I got this." And then it's like, "Oh, can I do this? Like, so, oh, is this mm-hmm.
3: good?" Matt, how many songs are on your album that you did about all by yourself? Uh 10 to, 10 to 14 about. So, at which point do you think you had to like was it like song eight or so when you're like oh man these first songs i gotta be back and do them because i remember with tyler like we'd be doing an album and finding our voice and getting into the flow and we're like well the first song we record we can't keep those takes we thought we worked so hard to build it yeah. up and we finally got there yeah. and then you, you progressed so much further and then it's like wh- where where's the cutting point when do you just say you're done like i had a hard time calling a song actually done i That's i did artist
2: i did too like i think like halfway through the album too i realized like i think i was just so excited about uh writing parts i was like i don't need all these parts and so once like i'd actually gone halfway through i was like i can take a lot of stuff out so i did i went back and took a lot out um but i I, i've i've always known as well that like that's one of the like kind of cool things about being an artist is you have to live with a little bit of that um it's kind of something that i actually really enjoy is when the the song's done regret yeah yeah, It's not a word I like to use because I don't ever, like, I don't want, I'm not saying I live in regret, but there is always that level of, like, you know, I could, I kind of, kind of think I could change that. I, like, I want to change it, but once it's printed, once it's printed, you're like, no, it's it, it is, it's it, and we move on. and so We always
3: me- ran into the thing where all of a sudden we did the whole process, and then our band members would hate the songs and never want to play them again. Oh, so we annoying. spent thousands of dollars <laughs> on this album, and we want to pump it up and show it to everyone, and like, oh, ah, no, yeah. our newer songs are gonna be better. I don't like those songs
2: anymore. I think, I think it just taught me to like, um, it. W- okay, regret might have been the wrong word, but you guys know what I mean. Like, it was I, more I, totally. whatever the
0: word is for, I. I, I, have yeah. a, I have a problem. Of. I have a problem where I will. I don't listen to songs once they're done. It's like yeah, I'm, like I'm like i'm like i ah, yeah, print it's good enough the actor not like, wanting
2: ah. to watch the movie well, no, because you can always like psychoanalyze and go <coughs> into it deeper and is like is that really what i meant in that lyric and i didn't mean that and i actually had another lyric like three years ago that i knew i wanted to say at this point but it didn't come out properly and i didn't feel great this morning when i did that take and so when i got up and then when i left i didn't realize i was going to have that i needed this and this and like there's every excuse in the book to go oh, yeah. back and be like we need to do this again or we need to like blah blah you're, but like you have never the- you have
0: never done No, so so part of me
2: thinks it's that there's a therapeutic thing in my life about... Because I listen to every song with... I don't ever listen to my own music. Um, In fact, I don't even think my daughters know much of my music because I just (laughs) don't play it. That's funny. Um, But there's something therapeutic to, like, learning how to, like just be okay with it and to walk away and be like, yeah, at that point in my life, that's this, that, that reminds me at that time, that was who I, at the time I thought that yeah. was, and you just kind of let it be and you move on. Cause I think every artist is going to go through, like, I think it's hilarious. Cause I look at somebody had a conversation with me once about like classic rock and how there's this resurgence of classic rock over the last 10 years. And, uh, and how people that like are being, you know, I'll never forget when I told somebody that they're like, Oh, it's like, you know, who's one of your greatest influences. And I was like, Oh, I've always like really appreciated and looked up to like, You two. Like I really enjoyed them. Like it was like I remember for me, it's like if I could play guitar and sound like Johnny Greenwood, Lenny Kravitz, and Slash, like I was like, this is gonna be awesome. (laughs) Never happened. (laughs) Um But I was so excited about that, and they were like, Who's you two? This person. I was like, Wait, what? And it was like they're just so like young. They got this with pop music. They just didn't know. And I am thankful that my parents growing up introduced me to um everything from like the Beach Boys to the Beatles to Elvis Presley to like all this different classic rock um And I was thinking, like, man, I wonder what, like, are we gonna consider, like, some of the pop music, classic, like, it will it be the new classic, like, because we think of classic, classic rock, pop. As, but it, that's the thing we'll say classic, <laughs> but now the lines are so blurred that when you go, like, there used to be so many different categories of where bands were, like, well, what are you? It's like we're actually in this category, yeah, or well, this again, labels that I think are shit that we shouldn't have in the first place, but like. So there probably may never be a classic rock label, obviously, ever again, but, like, it is one of those things that you look at the longevity of um, songs, and that's why, to me, I'm, like, I actually remember saying, like, I actually don't even care, because... To me, like right now in my life, I really love "Holy" by Justin Bieber. I'm not thinking about 20 years. Is it going to be a classic, though? It's like, but right now I'm having a lot of fun dancing every night with my daughters to it. It's hilarious. We have a great time. It's a beautiful melody. We sing it, and then we'll go and sing "Post Malone," and then we'll go and sing like you know something else, and we'll go and dance to this, and then we'll put on. Remember that song "Eiko Eiko" or whatever came on the other day? And I was like, oh, that's actually a good song. I forgot about that. Like I didn't even. (laughs) I was too young to really remember it, but like it's a great song. Like put it on and dance, and it's like. You just enjoy music for what it is because I don't look at art when I'm in a museum and think like, well, that one's not new enough. Yeah, that's not I new. just enjoy it for what it is because it's like it impacts me like I, I love art. And so I think that's one of the things like, again, going back to like creating a community um, that I think is absolutely essential is from now on we stop thinking just me, 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 me. And we start thinking like, like, I, I often think like, man, like how much more we would have succeeded as a band, our band, just having some guys to come alongside and be like, you guys are doing great. Because that's all I really think about it now. Yeah. I'm like, that's all I really... Like, I was getting it from my family. My family has always been the greatest cheerleaders. But I've always said it's like, they love anything I do. Same with my family. So you don't... Yeah. you Like, <laughs> so I always say like, You don't count.
3: You know what I always loved was when you see a show and somehow at the very end of it, mad members from the different bands came up and played together and you're like, whoa, they're all that's friends. Cool. Like, we saw the Mars Volta open up for Red Hot Chili Peppers and I love the Mars Volta so yeah, much. They, Mars but they Mars are not awesome. an approachable music. It kind of goes to something... I want to yeah. talk talk more about it, but like, you kind of got to hear some songs more than once to like them, and if it's your first experience with a song and it's not approachable music, like say Mars Volta, I was looking around in the concert and everyone was like hating it, and I was loving it. Yeah. But then <laughs> by the end, they did this wicked. Uh, Flea comes out and they do this drum and bass solo, is insane, and it was so long, and I was like, wow, that was so such a cool thing. And then I find out, oh, he actually jams with them, and they were, you know, they do recording sessions together, and they all respected cool. each other mu- musically. And they toured around as friends. I'm like, well, what a cool experience that would have been to just be like yeah. fly on the wall in the back <laughs> when they're like.
2: So do you think that like the Chili Peppers knew what they were doing? Like, do you think that they thought, you know, we're helping these guys out? Like, cause like obviously too, like, think about that, man. Like they were established. They're yeah. an unbelievable band. And like to be able to come out, it's almost like a way of easing people in going like these guys are, aw-. it's like a stamp of like guys, just so you know, these guys are
3: awesome. Yeah. Like they're right? our friends. I got shot. into
2: music because guys that I respected that were older than me, um a good friend of mine harry or not a good friend now but like he was a good friend when i was growing up harry i mentioned him earlier he was just that much older that he introduced me to music i didn't know and i was like oh if harry loves it i love it and then i ended up loving it because he would like introduce me to these amazing bands and forever i'm indebted to him introducing me to bands that i may not have never known but they had his stamp of approval he did it with such like he was just excited too he was never proud to be like look who i you know, and, and you know how many times we've had people in our life like, look what I discovered. You're like, well, yeah. thank you very much. Like, <laughs> but he wasn't. He just genuinely, and I think that that's that kind of community, that cool stuff, is like, yeah, you're right. Like, I think of like, I don't, I don't know if I could go back to all the festivals that we played, all the shows. It's like if there was like real community moments where it's like we just legit there was no agendas, nothing. It was just to support each other. I don't know if I did. You guys ever have that?
1: not a like it was a a, fine line
2: it was a fine
3: line because we were young and the same our egos were in place and is that maybe that overconfidence underconfidence line we're walking where we're like well we like these guys but they're not as good as us like we gotta be nice to them
1: but oh we like like, ourselves
3: better because we have to otherwise we have no self esteem in our music yeah yeah it's
1: (laughs) kind of like one of those you have to trick yourselves into thinking yeah I I feel like we were just pretty young too you know like just out of high school and you just you're trying to figure yourself out right you're still you know like plus like in relationships like I think I was in a, I was in a really long relationship just out of high school, so it was like navigating that too. And, and a band
3: is like a five-way relationship. It is, and you're yeah. all you're like <laughs> we I we definitely going back to your first thing you mentioned last episode was like we had different definitions of success by far. <laughs> totally. We did not like not at all. You remember that? Yeah. I I now that little light switch moment of like what I thought was very clear, all in the same path. Well, this is the road to go down. This is what we're doing. And it's like, well, the other guy is already sick of these songs. Why am I pushing so hard for this album and these things? When it's like, he just wants to create more music. His success was like that next big thing. Yeah. And um, big learning moments there. And when you see another band doing it and you do get that jealousy of like, oh, they got to do this and we wanted Mm. that show.
1: I still can't watch live shows. (laughs) Not not being jealous, but like, I just want to play. You know, yeah. like, if I watch a live show, I find, like, I have a hard time enjoying it because I'm just like, oh, I want to be up there. Like, it'd be so fun, you know? Oh, that's and, cool. I'm uh, not there yet. No, not as much, like, no. if it's, like, a big famous band that, like, I really like. Like, I don't get it as much then because I'm like, oh, I'll wait. Did you get nervous? Sorry, I totally cut you off there. But
2: did you get nervous going for up on sure. stage?
1: Uh, yes. Um... Do you remember our first show
3: we played at the high school theater, Tyler? And we had nothing mixed properly. Josh on is friends. throwing up in the back, crying over
1: his bagpipes. <laughs> I got bag this thrown
2: up. <laughs> He's and, like, my bagpipes. Yeah,
1: let him go. <laughs> we, that was it. Uh, we played at lunch in our in our school theater, and then what we, school was that? Clayton Heights. Clayton Heights. And we had our buddy uh, Trevor, Sounds just fazzy. really goofy dude. It was, it was a nice school. Ooh. He uh, he sat in the back in a fuzzy troll costume the entire time because we like Will Ferrell was like our favorite comedian so we just like weird goofy stuff and so he sat there just waiting the entire concert like i think it was like eight, eight i thought it was like a
3: cow costume it
1: looked more it's called it was a fuzzy troll but it wasn't fuzzy at all and it looked like a cow more so but he sat there the whole time <laughs> so nobody he got not, a not fuzzy cow that, yeah. was, that was a fuzzy troll but he sat there in silent behind us on a chair dead face with a cowbell and a stick in hand just waiting and then as soon as the show was over we're like all right thanks guys we'll see you later I head back to class and we started playing this exit song for everyone to leave and he just got up and was just giving around the cowbell like he just waited the entire show. People thought he was in the band for years though. Like is Trevor still
3: in the band? Yeah, he's still playing cowbell. Oh, that's readers? awesome.
1: <laughs> but yeah, asked for get, cre- writing credits? <laughs> yeah. I definitely got nervous and I remember before shows I didn't like talking to people. Like I'd be like, just let me go sit and, in a spot and just you need that green self.
3: room like a lot of shows yeah. when you're playing in a band it's like you're in the middle of your crowd and you're off to the side and like oh no it's time for us to go
1: up okay I'm i know my voice tired before i even sing right yeah but then as mm. soon as i get up on stage then it's gone like as soon as you're up there in front it's kind of like well shitter get off the pot you're here now right and i definitely would just have that excited feeling right until something if something went wrong you get kind of like that nervous like oh i'm gonna shit myself now
0: <laughs> how about you for on stage I, uh, it's interesting as you're talking, it just kind of brought
2: up just, yeah, you know, I was trying to think of myself, like how I felt. And I know for myself, it was definitely my anxiety, uh, would be heightened, but in a healthy way, like it wasn't, um, I don't remember being nervous. I, I remember more like, uh,
1: maybe anxiety is a better word
2: for it. I think, I think like kind of going back to like the tribal, sitting around the campfire and, like, you know, your your anxiety is heightened because you can hear, like, oh, what's behind it? Like, is something kind of trying to eat me? Like, and I kind of feel like that's what it was before shows. Like, um, my anxiety would perk up, but not in a negative way, in a good way. Like, I felt like I was, like, really uh, attuned. Um I was always very serious. Like, I always wanted to, like, do my best for people yeah. like that were out there. I felt like, man, they they, they work hard for their money, and so I want to make sure that they leave. And, like, wow, they did, they like, I felt like, really, like, a part of this and entertained, and so, like, yeah, I felt like everything would slow down, like I mentioned in the last podcast, like things would slow down, I'd hear everything, um, but I wasn't ever nervous, but I do know that I would be exhausted after the shows. Yeah. Like, emotionally, everything drained out of me. Um, again, because I, I write from a very empathetic place, and, like, and I am still learning how to control that aspect, so it was a very emotional empathy, so, like, it, I, it was the dials were all the way up, and then some, and so at the end of a show, like it legit felt like I had just gone through counseling sometimes. Yeah. Um, cause I, I, like, actually that's one thing I was going to ask you, like what kind of style of music? Like for me, what I tended to write was like very emotional music. So it was like, you know, when they're like, let's write a happy song. I'm like, okay, that's going to be a little more challenging. Cause like, yeah. cause it, it just, it's weird. Like it naturally, like to write a love song for my girls or my wife, like that's always been easy. I could write those every day, all day, no problem. Um, but then the next motion that I emotion that I seemed to always gravitate to was like it was very heartfelt emotion of. It was other people I wrote from a very empathetic place from other people in my life I saw going through things and I just yeah. cared for them
1: deeply. I did that too as well for sure like yeah. someone in your family yeah going do something kind of write about that yeah. and I didn't get into lovey dovey songs until like later yeah I never one I one never one actually don't I don't think I actually wrote like. Yeah, anything for like live they're like lovey-dovey songs oh Oh, no no that was like the beginning of couch christian fortress was a lot of that yeah actually no (laughs) it started off like with my ex-girlfriend at the time and like okay I'm done with this and then falling out of love and then when I met Annie the songs turned to being like oh I'm in love again and then it was all happy upbeat
2: it was always I want to know what love is. That's yeah. the song you guys caught. You like stop covering that I song. Know what love yeah.
1: is. It went, it went Why do we have to sing that every show? It went from songs being like about desperation, or like I can't breathe without you here, and I can't sleep without you by my side. So like like that was like that, and then to what once I was like There's just one thing I've been dying to tell you. You were the one who makes my heart pound. So like it went from being like freaking like leave me alone to like oh you're the best right and that felt way better though
2: That's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah for many reasons i would assume
1: <laughs> yeah yeah hmm. yeah there's a lot of the it's funny like i was in a relationship for seven years that i probably should have finished at four years right three I was... more years you spent in a <laughs> yeah. relationship because i was we like we could talk about that one for a long time i huh? was like uh you keep thinking, "I going to get better," and like I felt like guilty, and like you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, right? And I, even though like it was hurting you both in the long run, but yeah, I just remember like letting that one die a slow death, and <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally, like I remember realizing a point like it, it was all like if she would have listened to the words in the song she could oh play. no <laughs> like you like kept she, playing them for her and you're like
2: how are you not hearing this well like Jeez. and
1: if it was mostly like this, was my favorite new song i wrote for you it's
2: called breaking up yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: it's, it's she called, just didn't get it it's called yeah that, uh, there's a, definitely some angry w- lyrics in like the heavier band that one some like she definitely didn't know those were about her and then uh the Couch Christian Fortress we didn't end up like that didn't see the light of day until way after I'd ended up breaking up with her and then oh, okay. so she would have maybe heard him later and been like oh you son of a bitch
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it was interesting though from like the metal scene uh, they talk a lot about like your mental headspace. like I think it, uh, we talk about Major James Keeman a lot because we, we love his stuff but he just stopped playing Perfect Circle songs live and performing with them as much because he couldn't handle it emotionally anymore they were too personal and he was up there exposing himself and it's hard when you're like a, a, we were in really heavy music and it was a dark, it was full of energy and yeah. the crowds loved it. It was a lot of fun to make it, but it was, a, it was draining in a real emotional way to be living in that world the whole time. Like you got to find a balance, I guess, like.
2: It, it is, it's, it's draining. Sorry, are you going to say something?
0: I was just going to say, yeah, it's like putting, putting yourself out there doing stuff like that is, is a, it's an emotional thing. And, and yeah. Draining in its own way. Right? It, it drained yeah. me.
2: Like I mean, that's why I told you guys in the last podcast. Like I got like really sick, and would just. It's funny because I'd always ask myself, like, why am I? I'm not kidding. Like, if we had five shows in a week, I had strep throat every week. And that was
0: just because you were burning the candle at both ends emo- emotionally. I think
2: part of it was like understanding. Yeah, like just stress beyond stressed from. A lot of stuff going on, like, and this is stuff that we'll talk about in like podcasts to come of like even just dealing with like your own members, of your band, the, How relationships, get a balance, you know? the relationships you're going through, where I write from, um, the people that I cared about most outside of the band and what they were going through, and then, um, for me as well like like i mentioned like you were talking about getting like when you get on stage like I, I would love to like get up in Wembley and play at Wembley like that was always a dream like you know getting up and playing in those places and stuff but it wasn't like that's what charges my batteries right like that's not what i would look at and so for me all of those years like sometimes i thought no that's what charges my batteries and then yet i was getting sick all the time and realizing that like maybe it wasn't and so what i wasn't doing was i wasn't allowing myself to have Um, enough time to charge my batteries doing the things that actually charge my batteries which was again going back to that introvert extrovert my batteries are charged when I get to just chill and relax with my wife and like just be at home and be in my living room and and relax but when you're always um, depleting and depleting and depleting and depleting and and never getting a chance to fill them up that's why I was constantly sick as I was never filling them up and so I think that's where, like, instead of just being aware of that, it was like something else is going on. And then every time I would perform, I'm, I'm scraping the bottom of my soul, getting these, like, incredibly, like, because to me, I always viewed performing as it wasn't just about the lyrics, and it was not just about the song, which is why, and I think you guys can, like, agree with this, that when you go see a live show, you're like, holy, because there's something different to it, because I felt that it was also you were going to get a piece of my soul, yeah. So when you were there, you were gonna feel it. So from my body language, from like, even my awkwardness to whatever, like whatever it may be, like I wanted it. The whole entire experiences is, is what made up who I was, and that drained me. And so I think that like, if there's something that maybe I would have changed is, maybe not. Maybe just dial the empathy writing back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like because then it would make like we had a song called happy hour that was like one of like it was just such a like we, we almost did it as a joke we wrote it so quickly like it was like we need to write a fun beer drinking song we wrote Happy Hour and it ended up being this amazing song that like did incredibly well for us that was like we wrote way too easily but it was just because it was so easy and it was just fun and it was just feel felt good and it That's was just probably like, a sign like it came together yeah, so easy i know and Some i was like it. and it's yeah. like but it's it funny because you're like oh yeah like it to play that one you could play it all day But then to play the other ones that we wrote, it was like, oh my goodness, like at the end of it, like I'd almost be losing my voice, but it wasn't because I couldn't sing the song. It was because it just, it's like when you've cried so much, like I just can't talk anymore. And that's, that's where majority of my music came from was that, that, that that place. And I loved writing from that place because I felt like I was. Um, at times, also being a voice for those that didn't have a voice,
3: or, you know, um, when you're like your life, you can't be happy all the time. You're just not like those songs do have a spot to listen to. Like, I love putting on a great playlist to drive through when you got gotta think through some stuff, right? You want you can't just listen to happy music all day,
1: totally. And yeah. sometimes you can't listen to sad stuff because you're like, I don't want to cry right now. exactly. Well, and I didn't it's not like I
3: intentionally went out and was like, oh, my life was like,
2: you know, terrible and everything like i had a great upbringing and like that was the thing we talked about like as well right like i had like i had an amazing family and like always had that weird dilemma of like someone saying well you don't have a story because like you don't have all this stuff but like i cared deeply for there was like i and i know exactly who i'm talking about um and love this person with every piece of me and what they were going through i wrote As, like, from such a deeply empathetic place for this person that I would lament for this person while I was on because of what they were going through, because I cared for them so deeply. And so that's where you're writing, like, how you said, like, you're going through this bad breakup and you wrote from that place. And then I was like, oh, it felt so much better to write from pure love, real love, you know? And, like, it's like, yeah. And so for me, like, it just so happened that that stretch where I was uh, with this person with what they were going through also was at the time that we were also kind of blowing up like whatever that may look like kind of thing yeah. so like the the common theme kept being like and i was like oh, i gotta write like happier songs but it wasn't that i didn't <laughs> want to it's just that like i i know i'm an emotional i'll admit it i am a very yeah. emotional person it's also I've, i just always have been and it's one of the things i know makes me a good storyteller it makes me successful in what i do with our marketing agency and like listening to people um but i do know that like yeah i look i look at some of the stuff and i'm like maybe that's why i don't miss playing those songs I have a blast performing every night with my girls. Like that is like, I get like that feels better than like some of the like crazy accomplishments that I was able to like do with like other bandmates, like playing on huge stages and stuff like um, I, but I see them like, I've never in my life, whatever I've done, I've never felt so proud of myself as when I look at my girls and I see what they, and, and the pride that I feel of them doing something. And that to me makes me feel successful as yeah. a dad and and so to me like in life i look at it and like and i look at where i want to go with music and stuff and i just go like man i'm just like taking it in that these girls like that she calls me today and plays happy like birthday on the you know she's and they just want to i've never pushed music on them they can do whatever they that's want awesome <laughs> i'm not gonna push music and it actually i realize it is feeding that level of like excitement to play and the excitement to write songs with them and that's one aspect i'm like man it's like I get excited, like you said, the difference of writing from an ending of a relationship to starting a pure, real love relationship. Yeah. That's kind of like right now, I feel like the songs that I would write obviously would be incredibly different. Yeah. Um, and have been. So, that was a yeah, long rant. There's, there's, <laughs> so
1: much to, there's so much to like how you're feeling when you're writing. There's so much to where you are when you're writing. Like, we'd change from a rehearsal room to another house. Yeah. And then we'd write something totally different. It felt totally like it's just a total different style, even. or. Yeah totally different feeling
3: i love when you we heard like a band that came out with a new album i think i talked with you about this tyler back to like music being approachable the first time you listen to it you don't like their new sound you're like oh that's different than the old album yeah. what what happened and then you, then you hear it more and you realize these guys here the, heard these songs in studio probably thousands of times totally, yeah. while they edited it and made it and they heard it again and again and again and again and again and, again. and the final product Is just whoa. You had to hear it more than once. That's the key. Like that's why the song sounds the way it does. I got that with the
1: crow left of the murder from uh, yeah, the
3: big departure. Like uh, Radiohead did the same thing. Okay, computer, to kid A. I put it in my my thing and I listened to it on headphones and I wanted to love it on the first listen and I was like, well, that was different.
1: What about Silverchair diorama? That was like that was so different. Have you guys heard that CD? I was like, w- 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 "Who's what? this?" And then at first, I was loved like, "Silverchair." Matt. That I love opening song. Just I was so pissed bold. at first, though. And remember, across the night. Yeah. Well, they went from <laughs> being like, like heavy, like grunge, and I was like, "That's what I fell in love with." To like and art then, house, right? And then like yeah, yeah, yeah. The
3: art night. house. I haven't heard that in a long time. Just it was so. There's so, so I don't know. It was. It's an amazing
1: album. It's great, and then I, I got addicted to it, and then there's so so many layers to that, and it's all orchest- like orchestral and yeah. And it's just amazing.
3: Yeah. But to be different, I guess you should never be afraid to like, okay, you made this one time. Is that the only thing you should create forever? Well, no, you should try a different genre or different feelings or explore. How are you going to know what you're really good at writing? If you've only ever written one style of thing.
2: Well, that was the cool thing is that we had opportunities where we wrote for like film and TV or whatever. And, um, and I remember this one movie was like, "Hey, we don't we don't have the budget for this song." Like, I, th- I can't remember the name of the band. Like, who it was it they wanted? It was a super popular pop act. They're like, "But can you guys write something?" Like,
3: um, <laughs> we like to to rip them off pretty not much from an illegal <laughs> way. But you know, but it, it, inspired, and that was one of the, and
2: to me it was like so fun because I always loved those challenges. Like, I always loved thinking like, because like, to me a great song is a great song, um, and you can change genres with it. Like, you know, a great song in rock can be a great country song can be a great like it doesn't matter like a great song is a great song and so i remember they're like and we need it kind of like in a day kind of a thing and so we're like we accept your challenge and so we wrote this like amazing track and i remember it was just like this is not us but it was so easy to write because it was like just happy (laughs) easy this and they were like so blown away and we're like this is awesome we went into the studio the next day finished it off sent it off and they are like this is amazing and i remember just like you know even like i wrote like an album for um a young pop singer and uh same thing. I was like, "Oh wow!" Like just writing from like a habit. And again, I was at a different place in my life, so I think that's part of it too. Is acknowledging again going to back to what I was saying earlier about being who you are. Is that like I wish there would have been more because I think that's part of the dilemma too. Is that at the time too we had people feeding into us like you got to be like this as far as like you got to really perform on stage and you got to be this and you got to be the rock star yeah, yeah. And you got to look this yeah. you got to do this stuff and it's like why didn't somebody just say like hey that's all bullshit you just be you and then we'll let the chips fall because people will. Like, I did not fall in love with Radiohead based off of a persona
3: that was built up. No. I actually just loved what they wrote. What they're doing. Because it,
0: it changes and morphs a long time kind of thing. If you like what yeah. they're doing, you like what they're doing. And yeah. when
3: you were exposed to it, those memories, it's kind of like the restaurant your, your daughters love. It's the memories that that's what they love about it, as well as like, you know, just the, oh, they could watch the pizza being made. This is a magical yeah. experience. With that's listening to a band, like, the first time you heard something, maybe you're relating it to that memory or that smell. Like, uh you were eating a snack at the same time, and every time you have those Doritos and your fingers are covered in the chips, you're like, oh, I remember the first time that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to, I was playing this video game, and it was just, like, all sorts of stuff, all connected with your senses and yeah. memories and music and emotions. What
0: song was playing the first time I had Doritos all yeah. over my Nacho cheese. <laughs> Nacho cheese. It's like the first one's always
1: disgusting, and then you can't stop. Like, I have the first one, I'm like, oh. And then I have another one, I'm like, "Now I love them. I can't stop eating them. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I say, uh, like thinking back to you know, learning your voice and learning your instrument and being on stage, like getting over like the stage fright, you know, and uh, like a lot of people have that with public speaking, right? Like that's kind of a hard skill, and I found playing music and being on stage was like a good gateway to to get comfortable being up in front of people, so that definitely helped kind of get used to that but at first my big thing is like i wanted to be funny you know like i wanted to be like an entertaining maybe not necessarily funny but i wanted to like you know be up there be able to sing but then you know keep people entertained and like interact with them but then that was the hardest thing because i'd be trying to think of like what to say and like i remember that and just being like those those long awkward times especially like guitar tuning in between i'm like oh shit i'm supposed to say something here like
3: someone told tyler and i we thanked the audience too much
1: yeah, say thank
3: you, <laughs> but they're clapping, and it's like it feel rude. Right? Yeah. Oh, thank you I remember that too. I, oh, Yeah. yeah. I How do you not too. say that?
2: Don't. I said thank you all the time because I yeah. honestly, deeply meant it. I was like, oh, I can't believe you guys are oh, paid to be here. I yeah. can't believe you're paying to see me. Like yeah, I just, what? I was always so thankful. You're
3: living your dream.
0: And you like yeah. You? We're thankful
3: for it, and like, no, you shouldn't say thank you all the time. Oh,
0: I, I can't I can't speak on stage. I that's that's the uh, it's. It's like, well, what no, do they say? More people. Aldo. I have no problem going on stage. I have no problem doing stuff on stage. I've, I'll do, I'll play solos. I'll do like, <laughs> but, but I, I cannot speak. It's like, they say it's that people
2: fear uh, death more than they, or they fear what is it? Public speaking. Public speaking
3: more than death.
1: That's funny.
3: Yeah. Which is crazy. What kind of public speaking and what kind of death? That yeah, would be my right, follow-up oh, question. Like, mm. it's real yeah. big. There's <laughs> a lot more death. I'd be like, you got to go up and talk to these people on a microphone. Did you... Or there's a shark that's going to eat you. I'm
0: going to have to give you the microphone, man. Like, <laughs> Did you guys see, see that plane engine explode? Oh, I saw the article
1: about it. I didn't see the she video. you watch the video? That would be a bad way to go. Scare the crap out oh, of me. That. That's oh, yeah. Problem. Like, literally went... And, like, you could see the, the pilot actually landed with the... Oh my God! They, like, they
0: took off. They got way up in the air, and then the engine exploded. They went nope, and they turned around and they landed. <laughs>
1: yeah, this
0: <there's, laughs> was it happened. on fire the
2: whole time.
1: Like, yeah, like, holy, yeah it amazing. blew up. Yeah, there's a dash the cam footage of it blowing up. I haven't seen that, but I saw the footage of people like right next to the wing, filming it, and it's like the shell had blown off of it. It was all oh like browned God. and just like just shaking. It was dead and like. That would be the worst. It made me be like, now I'm afraid because I'm like, oh, it's been a while since anyone's fly- flying. Is everyone all rusty? Like, I don't know if I want to get back goodness, out there. That's crazy. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta do a washroom thing again. Peanut. Well, a good time.
3: Worst. We're about two hours and 20 minutes here, boys. Okay, oh, well,
1: maybe it's about time we wrap it up anyway. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Okay, well, that was a good one, boys. Yeah.
3: Pineapple Podcast.
1: Yeah, so that wraps it up for this podcast anyways. Uh, Feel free to put any comments down below or let us know any questions, anything you're interested in hearing about. That's the whole point is we want to hear from you guys and grow the community and,
0: you know, be one. Be one. Discuss. (laughs) Help. Help learn. Yeah.
2: No, and if you have topics like you mentioned earlier, pass them along, like write them in the comments, let us know. I mean, I think it'd be phenomenal to be able to actually continue to open up discussion Um, kind of go beyond just us talking but being able to converse back and forth with them so if you guys have topics that you want to talk about let us know because again if we don't know anything about it we'll find people that know about stuff that we can talk about exactly we're excited to grow this community not just here locally um, but I think to like you know kind of spread it out and be able to to grow it worldwide as well even more
1: totally and we're interested in hearing too if there's anybody you want to hear from like anybody you want to bring on a local artist um, once we're able to have people in here and kind of grow our bubble a bit mm-hmm. uh, we'll get to that for sure so we've already got some ideas but we'll share those later awesome alright well, well, thanks a lot thanks everybody
0: and sing. thank you
1: <laughs> cue the music